The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Breaking news, breaking news. West Hollywood City Council has voted unanimously to remove President Trump's star from the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hmm. They are voted to remove it. Now, it has that uh, goes through the formal process of removal from the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. They're the ones yeah, who have, have the to, star. Yeah. So um, I'm sure... Oh, yeah. That the good folks of the of the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce oh, no. uh, will get together and go, hold on a second, guys. Nay. Maybe we're maybe we're overreacting here. Yes, yes. Maybe uh Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Maybe people are just a little too divided right now. People have really spread a lot of rumors no. and false things about the president. Mm. Um he did achieve that star rightfully on his own, you know, went through the process and a lot of people still support him. Mm. I it, wanna, could, it could go that way. It could. Thank it, you. Right? Yes. That yes. may be what happens when they have their formal hearing, or it could go, race, race, race. One of those two. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to see. You know, hope springs <laughs> eternal. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> Speaking of cuckoo, um, Chris Cuomo okay, okay. interviewed. Uh, that wasn't the cuckoo part. In no, fact, no. Chris Cuomo has shown himself to be one of the more sane people at CNN. Yes. That's how crazy CNN is. Yeah, Acosta's out. Stelter's oh, uh, out. Jim, Jim Acosta is, he's, he should be in a loony bin right now. He is so triggered at that. What do you mean by that? I mean, he's just, <laughs> he is an emotional wreck. Jim Acosta only has anger and uh, and sadness. That's it. <laughs> Depression. He, Trump. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. How come I'm a race? Right. I mean, yes, yes, that's where he is. And Don Lemon is just completely gone about race. Yeah. The oh, country yeah. is racist. Everyone is racist. I actually feel bad for Don Lemon yes. now. This is this is the burden that he lives with. He can't yep. get away from it. Yep. He is this bothered he sees the racial boogeyman around every corner every second of every day imagine carrying that weight around yeah sad so chris cuomo who is nuts uh, is the one of the more sane people at cnn right now mm-hmm. so the cuckoo part is the rosie o'donnell part <laughs> he interviewed rosie o'donnell rosie o'donnell yeah chris cuomo interviews rosie o'donnell okay she's been on their show before they're old friends chris our families go way back chris trump is a racist rosie (laughs) can you tell me more crazy stuff this uh, mm, let's just get to the audio because there's a lot of it to get to here we go did you know that there has been a nightly protest at the white house every day since trump's meeting with vladimir putin in helsinki well there is and you're going to hear about it now because longtime actress and longtime thorn in Donald Trump's side, Rosie O'Donnell, joined the mix and brought all of these stars from Broadway with her. Hold Why? on. Hold, hold on. Hold on a second. Did you know that there has been a protest at the White House every day 
I, I'm sure there have been protests at the White House most days of Obama's administration. Yeah, I was going to say, every time you go to D.C., there's a protest right in front. At this point, Any a president. protest. Did you know? What? Did I? Yes. <laughs> yes, Chris. How about How about presenting it, presenter, as, so there's been a protest at the White Did you know? Well, let's hear about it from propagandist Rosie O'Donnell. Thorn. Thorn, Thorn. and propagandist. All right, let's go. Here we go. Putin in Helsinki? Well, there is. And you're going to hear about it now because longtime actress and longtime thorn in Donald Trump's side, Rosie O'Donnell, joined the mix and go. brought all of these stars from Broadway with her. Why? Let's find out. Rosie O'Donnell, thank you for being on Cuomo Primetime. Thanks for having me, Chris. So you're down there in the nation's capital. It's being billed as a party with a purpose. What is the purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I got to give him credit. I got to give the leftist credit. It's not a protest, but as angry as they are, damn it, race, race, race. Let's party first. Who's got the drugs? Right? I mean, <laughs> it's not being billed as a, a protest, a little party. It's being billed as a party, but we're also protesting. <laughs> Okay, here we go. So you're down there in the nation's capital. It's being billed as a party with a purpose. What is the purpose? The purpose is to remind people of the truth that lives inside them. So when they're so confused and lied to by our president and this administration, they're able to find that thing about America that they love and that's true and that's real. And remember that feeling and hold on to that feeling as we go through these next very tumultuous weeks as we lead up to the election and the Mueller report finally coming out that it's going to be very loud and it's going to be very crazy and we all have to remain focused and and uh, centered on the truth hold up buzz so without rosie we wouldn't be reminded of any of that stuff no she's our compass if, if without her yeah she's our moral compass first yeah. <laughs> and second of all without rosie we would have gotten none of that from anywhere no. else you know what no. we would have been talking about what? human interest stories about hey a little kid is baking brownies down at third and Maine today stop by and help support the cause mm. that'd be every story on every local news channel yes, we wouldn't hear yes. any of this stuff uh fox news would just be uh showing landscape shots <laughs> they'd be going <laughs> yeah the sun is song. rising on the great plains here it is <laughs> uh, the temperatures would be covering all the weather that'd be it all right here we go is it just good vibes that you're spreading there or do you have a message of what you want to happen with this president well, I think most of America wants him to be out, although you can't tell that from reading some of the, you know, watching Fox News or whatnot, which is just like state-run TV in Russia at oh, this point. Oh, hold on. Fox News is like state-run uh, news in Russia. What is CNN then? Oh, they're the loyal opposition. Oh, okay. okay Except okay. when Obama was president and CNN and MSNBC and ABC and CBS mm. and we're all mm. state-run news. That, mm. That's the difference there. Yes, yes. I mean, even if Fox does carry water for Trump, they do, um, it's one broadcast channel. Yes. One of the major ones. All of the others, whoop, in the tank for the left. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, of the, you know, watching Fox News or whatnot, which is just like state run TV in Russia at this point. So all we have to do is is encourage people to show up to protest, to use their voice to save democracy. We've got just a couple months till November. And till then, uh, we have to fight with everything we got, because if somehow they're able to rig the elections again, as I believe they did in 2016, 
then uh, we're going to all be in trouble as democracy dies right here on our watch. Well, one step at a time. The Russian interference is a known fact. The impact on the election is not a known fact. You believe the actual outcome was rigged or just that there were efforts? Yes. No, I do believe it was rigged. I don't believe it was efforts. And if you listen to all of our mainstream intelligence... You'll notice how Chris Cuomo puts it out there, too, where he's like... Yeah. There was interference. That is a known fact. Yet, you don't distinguish that Trump didn't have anything to do with it. It's a known fact. Again, kind of conflating, blurring the lines between what Trump knew, who was involved. I mean, uh, they could have been in it as much for Hillary and likely were. Yeah. I mean, it's been reported and seems pretty um, uh, believable that they didn't care who got elected. Their plan wasn't to get Trump. We will get Trump elected, comrade. No, they didn't care. They want to influence, and then they want it to be known that they influenced. Yep. That's, the, that's the real power, is when people start going, oh, the Russians! And that's exactly what we've done. So we've played into their hands. Here we go, a little bit. No, I do believe it was rigged. I don't believe it was efforts. And if you listen to all of our mainstream intelligence people, they believe it too. Well, they don't believe that it votes took were the mainstream changed. Media- well, I do believe that there were exact. Well, you know the facts, right? You know yes. the facts. What do I think? Did did they come in there and make Trump win when every single exit poll and every person in America knew for sure that Hillary Clinton was going to win? Do you think that there was anything to do with Russia or just a real big swirl for Donald Trump in these specific areas with the same exact amount of votes that were needed? I don't know. It looks very hanky to me. No, no, I notice how she tempered that or two. But you know the facts. And, you know, everybody in the world thought Hillary's going to win. Everybody knew she was going to. And then at the end, Trump does it. I don't know. It looks pretty inky to me, but seems reasonable, right? All right. Remember that for a little later on in this interview. Here we go. Votes that were needed. I don't know. It looks very hanky to me. Here's why I ask you about uh, what this is about. Because let's say you win. Let's say the Democrats win. You get the House. Probably not the Senate. But you get the House. There's a call for impeachment among progressives yes. like yourself. Two things happen. Well, I don't think it's just progressives, Chris. All right. There will be a call for impeachment from all those not heard who are the majority <laughs> in America. Okay. Rosie, I get- let's say there is a call for impeachment from progressives like yourself and me. And let's say, now hold on a second there, Chris. It's not impeachments. Every single person on the planet, except the people at Fox News, know Donald Trump is indeed Satan. He's Mephistopheles. We all know this. <laughs> Rosie, tell me more about your bat crap crazy ideas that have absolutely no basis in fact, but we will continue to give you a platform to make me look just a little more sane and yet still get the message out there to hopefully hurt the president's reelection and, of course, promote the idea of a blue wave during the midterm elections. Well, Chris, I'm telling you, it's not just the midterm elections. There is a blue wave every second of every day. There's the blue wave right now in my head. There's the blue wave in my pants. There is a blue wave every... Yoo-hoo! Blue wave! Rosie, please tell me more. I'll give you that. <laughs> this is essentially the interview. Here we go. Yes. Fact. I'll stipulate to it for the point of this argument. Okay. So everybody calls out. You don't have the votes... It doesn't happen. You galvanize support for the president, and we are torn more apart in this country. Are you worried about that outcome? 
No, I am not. I am believing in the American people. I believe in this country. I believe in what it was founded on. I believe in the Constitution. Mm-mm. I think that. <laughs> nope. 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 That is a lie. I want you to know. That is a You lie. know, Rosie was a comedian years ago. Yes, she Early was. Her, yes, that's how yes, she got started, yes, right? Yes. She has never said anything funnier in her life, written for her or written by her. She has never been around anything that funny. That is the funniest thing she's ever said. Chris, I believe in the Constitution, not the way it's written, of course. Kind she of, a, it. you know, with some addendums where we tear up the whoosh, whoosh, the entire thing, throw it out, and I rewrite it that just says race, race. I believe in that Constitution. Rosie, tell me more about believing in the Constitution. <laughs> she has never said anything even remotely that funny. Mm. How do you say that? You don't believe in it. You believe in your crazy cuckoo, cuckoo yes. b- version of the Constitution. Really? Do you support freedom of speech? You have called out the president that he shouldn't say certain things. Do you believe in the Second Amendment? Nah. <laughs> she may believe in that quartering or not quartering of soldiers <laughs> in number three. Oh, okay, number three. Privacy? Absolutely, because she doesn't want people knowing oh. what she's doing in her bedroom and what's going where. Ooh. She doesn't want that. So parts of the first one at times, definitely not the second. No. The third, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt yeah. and say, say sure. Four, <laughs> probably... Five, she does not want to incriminate herself. Let's jump all the way up to nine. Absolutely not nine. And definitely not ten. So she's at like 20. Chris, you know, I believe in the United States and 20% of the Constitution. (laughs) Absolutely. 20% I am locked in. The rest, not so much. Rosie, tell me more. No, I am not. I am believing in the American people. I believe in this country. I believe in what it was founded on. I believe in the Constitution. Hold it, hold it. Does she believe in the American people? Uh, She does. But no, she doesn't. All of the American peoples? No, only the American peoples that agree with her. Ah, there it is. That on election day, we're going to show up in a huge way, in a way that we haven't ever seen before in the United States. And people have just really had enough. They've had enough of a president who separates families and puts babies in cages. Oh, you know all okay, of Okay, hold it right oh, there. God. Chris, you want to take that one? Separates families, <sighs> puts babies in cages. Go. No, it's been proven. And when they started bitching about it, what did Trump do? He signed a little executive order and done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Like, all I hear here is talking point, talking point. I feel talking point, talking point. But I feel talking point. Talking uh, point. It has been proven over and over. Trump did not no. put babies in cages. No. He did not order babies to be put in cages, and no babies were put in cages. Now, there were some children who were put in cage like areas. That was under the Obama administration. Yes. Uh, we know that. That's the truth. That's absolutely fact. There's no there's no way around that. But you know what? Not only did she say that, and it went unchallenged by Chris Cuomo, there was a lengthy Don Lemon um, response to the whole LeBron James tweet about the president mm-hmm. and Don being so dumb that I watched last night. And he floated that out there at the end of it in his monologue mm-hmm. <clears throat> as fact as well about p- putting babies in cages. 
They're 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 promoting this. They're actively promoting this as fact, and it is absolutely wrong. Catch phrases every day. He does something worse than the day before, and he tops it and tops it and tops it. I believe that Trump is loathed in America. That people are embarrassed and ashamed of who he is, and that come election day, we're going to stand up at the polls and let him know. And unless he goes in and has the Russians kind of fix it, like he did last time in 2016, you know, we're going to see him gone. And that's what I'm waiting and hoping for, and hoping that people across the country are inspired to use their own voice Mm -hmm. in whatever way to get people to know that this country is worth fighting for. Uh, Amen. You know, know, inspired to use their own voice. Um, You know, a lot of the people that you uh, call out, you say shouldn't exist, even the the white supremacist, Charlottesville, about a year ago, they were using their voice. Yes. You just didn't like what they had to say. No. People you call hateful simply because they make a joke about race or gender or uh, sexuality. You say it's hateful, even if it's a joke, even if they just disagree based on their faith or whatever. So you really don't want to hear from all peoples. On that, the more people get involved, the higher the voter percentage is, the more people will get what they want. It will reduce the effects of money on politics. It will make everything better. Not perfect, but better. So I'm all with you. The more people go out and vote their conscience, the better, whatever their conscience is. Here's my other concern. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, There is reason to criticize the president. I am not going to fight you on that point. However, for the Democrats (laughs) uh, to come into mainstream power. So that means that they have what the Republicans have right now. The House. Hold on on a minute. So he won't challenge her on the point that there are reasons to criticize Trump. I'm not going to challenge you on that statement. No, no, no. Okay, a little more. The White House. I think history suggests you have to be more than anti. You have to be pro things. You have to give people a reason to believe. You have to give them some type of sense that captures their imagination and gives them hope. What is that for Democrats where they can say, not just he's a liar, he's a bad guy, but here's how we'll make the economy even better, which is hard given the numbers, that we'll be even safer than we are. Because that's what people will be looking to. Well, when you report the economy, you report how it affects the top 1% or you affect you report how it affects everyone. The economy's I, doing good if you're a multi-billionaire. It's not doing good and the tax cuts didn't do good for the average American. Okay, hold so, it right there. Hold it right there. Um, she's absolutely wrong on that. The economy is doing pretty well. Yes. Now, it could be built on a house of cards. It could fall apart tomorrow. The future doesn't look great, but right no. now it's yes. doing better than it has in a long time. Let me get a break in. There's still more to share with you from the Chris Cuomo, Rosie O'Donnell interview. And we haven't even gotten to the craziest part. Oh, God. It's coming up next on The Morning Blaze. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 
Hey, if you want to join us, join us on the Twitter. We're just sharing with you some of the cray-cray that's out there. It's uh, Rosie O'Donnell being interviewed by Chris Cuomo. Before we get back to it, I want to remind you of the WaxRx system. If you haven't purchased yours, please do so right away. They're waiting for you. They're like, where are you? Use WaxRx is the website. Just go to use WaxRx and you'll see all the details of the system. But the the short version is three-step system. Eardrops, a pump that flushes it all out, and then a rinse that leaves your ears feeling great. It's the Mm -hmm. three-step process designed by doctors so you don't have to go to their office to have your earwax cleaned out. I mean, on a daily basis, you know, you're going to get the stuff coming out naturally. Sure, you get that. But sometimes it starts building up in there. And what happens? Most people shove something in there. Don't do it. And then, I mean, when do they shove it in there? A lot of times it's in public, right? Because you get up, you're in the middle of the office, in the middle of the day, and you're like, "What is?" Just As you're buying groceries, you, yeah. you take the uh, you take the pen, you take the cap yeah. off of it, and use the pen the cap because it's in there. The key sometimes it's in there. You don't want to do that. Use WaxRx is where you get the WaxRx system. That's what you ought to be using. And if you remember the promo code radio, they'll give you free shipping to write uh, right to your house. It's nice. radio. That's the promo code at usewaxrx.com. Back to Chris Cuomo now interviewing Rosie O'Donnell. So I don't believe that the economy is thriving with the uh, metrics nope. that you guys are using. But the fact of the matter is, he's not only bad because he's a liar, he's bad because he doesn't know how to inspire people or evoke that emotion in them of What of about his rallies? Uh, uh, hold it, hold it. Wow. Chris, would you say Donald Trump does not know how to invoke emotion? Oh, yeah, he does. Does he, he know how to not know how to inspire? Sides. Look what he got her doing. Maybe that's the only thing. If she said that's the only thing he's good at, he's good at nothing else. He just evokes emotion. I'd say... Yeah. Okay, you know, I think it's a little bit more than that, but okay. Yeah. Nope. And there, first of all, people are paid, Chris. You know that. People were paid oh, since he oh. went down on the escalator. He pays oh. people to show up at right, those rallies. Right, but I rallies. don't that know that fact. that's. But I don't know that uh-huh. that's why he gets tens of thousands at the rallies. I think he ca- captures a well, lot of emotion for people. He doesn't get tens of thousands. When did he get tens of thousands at a the lot last of these rally? Ra- Tell me when. Oh, no, not at the, at the Tampa. I think they only had 9,000 seats and there were people outside. But, Rosie, I've seen <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> now, I will give Chris Cuomo a little bit of credit that he does challenge her at parts yes, through this, yes, right? Yes. It is still propaganda because he wants her to be crazy. Yes. Because then he looks like he's actually challenged people. Yes. But he's only challenged you know some of the most extreme people, extreme people and then has agreed with her on some of this. But, she's, Chris, tell me when. When has he ever gotten beyond? Beyond four people at a rally. He's never gotten any. And if he has, he's paid them all. They're aliens from Alpha Centauri. They have flown here. He flow, He flew them here at his expense. He stands them up. Then they have the ability to bud and recreate and, and uh, reproduce themselves right there on, on, spot. on the spot. And then he pays them and their new clone. He pays them all. That's what happens, Chris. Rosie, I will challenge you. He has had tens. Of, when has he ever had tens? Okay, well, the last one, he had 914, Rosie. But he's out there. I don't know how many he has. It's a lot. Does it matter if it's 10,000? It was only 9,453, but there were people outside. Who can't? Is it a lot of people? Yes. Will a lot of people go out and see him? Did a lot of people want to see Obama? Yes. Yes. What are you talking? This is not a metric of how successful a president is, Mm -mm. how beloved, whether or not they're hated, how effective, if they care. It matters for nothing. Nope. This is like the lowest metric of deciding a president's success. How many people turned out for a rally? 
This is the we've gotten used to that because we're used to the the media generation, right? Yeah. And Trump and Obama, the candidates themselves and the parties, love to do this yes, as well. Yes, they do. They love that. Do you remember Obama? Look at how many people when he got sworn in. Yep. At his inauguration, do you remember the sea of people? It was the largest gathering on the Capitol Mall ever. Or it wasn't. Yeah. And Trump's. Trump's was even more. Or it wasn't. (laughs) We know. And then the politics of getting the the park service in. Oh, yeah. To say, because they're the ones who run the mall and the gatherings out there. Where they start saying, uh, yes, we estimate it's 455,000. You could tell because the number of people have made it back to the waiting pole. That's your metric? Well, we know it's about. And then the media just runs with it. Runs with that, yeah. Depending on what side they're in. This is the lowest brow, inaccurate reporting ever whenever anybody brings this nonsense up. And Chris should have brought that. It's Rosie, just stop with the number of people out there. He inspires a lot of people, just as other presidents have. I mean, if Trump was showing up and there was nobody in the audience ever... Then there's okay, something maybe there. there's a bit of a story, yeah. but even that is so far down the road from all of the other stuff you could be discussing. This is the level of discourse. Extreme, interviewing the even more extreme on stuff that does not matter. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. All right, there is a little bit more of the Chris Cuomo and Rosie O'Donnell. Now, I know it's crazy, Okay. and you start hearing these people, starts making you a little nutty. <coughs> I'm going to leave it up to you, Chris Cruz, Okay. producer of The Morning Blaze, if we continue and play the last little bit. Oh, duh. Yes. Okay, this is on you. <laughs> we're, already, we're already deep already. We like, could have just moved to- on. Oh, we could have just moved on and talked about some other things. Okay, I have a lot of things we could be talking about right now, like like, ba- like bacon. Mm. We could be talking about that. Uh, we could talk about uh, ways that you will definitively make more money if you just follow two simple steps today. We, I could have been, been I could have told you where the gold is buried and the combination of the Liberty Safe, but no, I think Rosie, we have think to, that's yeah, it? we have we'll, to finish Rosie. Okay, we good. have to finish. And by the way, so. folks, I was going to get to the procrastination numbers right here, but don't worry. I'll just push him back for a few minutes. Okay? Oh, th- we can. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. For job. this. Yes. A little bit more. He gets big groups of people who come out. He re- he gives themes that resonate, whether they're positive or not. Him? That's up to other people to decide. Maybe but some Chris, are. I don't are know. I can't paid. I don't have the facts that his crowds are bought. But you off. can I look don't have on, that. You can look at. Well, you can look at all the requests for extras to come and cheer and with signs for him. You can find those tangible pieces of evidence. He, those are not real rallies. You know, when he went down on that escalator, he paid all those people there calling rapists and Mexicans rapists. This is not real what he's doing, even though he keeps sw- screaming uh-huh. that you guys are not real. I know he does that. Yeah, I do. Uh, hmm. Oh, this is a fake. When he said he didn't call Mexican rapists, no. he called the people that are bad rapists, criminals, which is true. All the the thing that bothers me the whole rules you're down thing is all she's day all she's doing is 
bringing the cut to all talking points. Just trying and, to trigger people. And trying to trigger people. Like, Chris, you know they're being paid. Chris, Chris, you know. Yes, I remember this. It was during the uh, election. They found out that Bernie Sanders was paying their people some Hillary, and they were all listed on Craigslist. That's the name. I was like, please say Craigslist, because then you bring it once again back to the 2016 debacles. Nope. Come nope. on. Exactly. Chris, I'm telling you, they're paying people. They provide a nice uh, box lunch for them. They ship them in. Donald Trump is giving people a 401k. <laughs> he, he hires them full time. They work at Trump Tower. He gives them a 401k and he gives them a free admission to Trump University, along with a nice pack of steaks to take home from Trump Steaks. We know this is Chris. You know, it's true. Rosie, I've never heard that, but I'm still willing to entertain every crazy thing you say. Yes. I'll entertain all of it because it also gives me a platform as well. Chris, they're giving them all kinds of things. Paid vacation, maternity leave, but not paternity leave, Chris. <laughs> a little more. Right, well, look, he, I know he does that. His... I know he does that, Rosie, but listen. I mean, look, I've known you a long time. You've known my family a long time. I don't judge yeah, what I I ju- and look and mom would be the first what one to say let him say what he <laughs> she said I know your mom <laughs> <laughs> our families know each other yes I know your mom I know your mom <laughs> and I'm calling her right after this interview Chris was mean to me he challenged that Trump is getting 10,000 people and I tell you he's only had 9,998 those other two guys are shape-shifting lizards that's who they are and I'm telling your mother on you Chris I don't judge yeah, what I I ju- and look and mom would be the first one to say let him say what he's going to say you say oh, what you know is, this is true where we're at. Yes, I know your mom. Anchor's moms are coming yes. up with this thing. That's the debate. Yes. That's part of the, yes. the narrative now. Yes. I know your mom. Yes. And you know what mom would say, Rosie? <laughs> what would your mom say, Chris? What would she say? You always keep your dignity. You always fight the good fight. So that's what we do. When he came down that escalator, did I see the reporting that there were paid people there? Yes, I did. Did I believe? This is three times they've mentioned him coming down. You know the what that escalator. is signifying? What? That's the symbol of him kicking off his campaign. Yes. Remember, yes. he comes down yeah, the down elevator, the but that's, yes, the, yes. that's the imagery. Okay, yes. here we go. I see the reporting that there were paid people there. Yes, I did. Did I believe it? Yes, I did. Have I seen it at all of these rallies? <laughs> no. So I'm not going to do what the president does. I'm not going to say they're all bought off. They're you all fake. Nope. Nope. You can't do that, Chris. You cannot do that. Did I see the reports of people being paid there? Yes. Do I believe people were paid? Yes, absolutely. Have I discussed this repeatedly? Uh Uh-huh. Have I given a platform in order to create the narrative that the president doesn't get people there unless he pays for them? Absolutely. I've done that, Rosie. But I'm not going to stand here and do what the president does and say that that's true. (laughs) What? (laughs) So the hang-up there is the word all rallies? Yes, yes. Okay, that's fine, Chris. I'll even let you cling to that little that little bit of truth there, that little technicality, that little loophole to get your fat out of the fire about this. I'll let you cling to that if you also report the same way about Hillary mm. and Obama and other Democrats. How about your brother? Is that his brother? That's the yeah, governor? Yeah. How about his brother? How about that? Would you, would you hold them accountable? Hmm. I don't think so. A little more. But yes, I don't think it's true. And I'm not going to play to it just because it's satisfying. 
but you could do the evidence to find out sure, whether we do or it not all it's the time. true. And then hold lead on, with on. that. You could do the evidence. The, do the evidence? Do the, what kind of... Is that a legal term? <coughs> do you do the evidence? Yeah, I think so. Is that See, before? doing to me used to mean, you know... Yeah, before you introduce it to court or Hello, after Hello, I'm the evidence. I'm willing to oh. do the evidence, Rosie. I paid you. her $14 and a crack rock. <laughs> Hello, Chris. I'm the evidence. It's like Mike the Situation. I'm Bambi, the evidence. <laughs> this is like, this shows you how we've dumbed down language. Yeah. I mean, and I'm probably guilty of it as well. But they say it, it, uh, on Capitol Hill, you have politicians that don't talk about passing legislation, legislating, working on a bill, working, whatever. No, no. We're going to do immigration. <laughs> Hello, I'm immigration. I'm going to do it? You're going to do what to it? I'm going to do immigration. All right, a little more. Do it all the time. And then lead with that we do lead it all with the time. that story before you play his rally. Listen, to play his rally. I don't to play me his rallies. Just falling into his hands. I don't play his Good. rallies. I do truth check I'm every glad. night. We do fact checks every night. Good. I do magic walls. I find all these different whoa, devices. Whoa, 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 whoa! There's a magic show. Magic walls. It's so the so there's magic show. I, so I was thinking about this, and I'm listening to this, and I was like, wait, what? What are they talking about? He said, I don't play his rallies. Normally, you say, I don't play the cat skills anymore. I was booed <laughs> off the stage there. I won't play the cat skills or the Adirondacks. I will occasionally play an Indian casino. It means you like go and perform there, yes. or I guess play the tape in this. Yes, but he doesn't play them on his show. That no. seemed odd. Okay, then he says. <clears throat> So he's telling me he never plays anything from the rallies. I, that's what he's saying. Okay, maybe he doesn't. I, I didn't know that. And it's a new show, so he can probably right, say that. Right, this is like primetime. Yeah, thing. this is primetime, okay. yeah. I've been on the air three days, and I've never played a rally of his. Okay, whatever. Okay. But then he said, I don't do that. I don't whatever. We, we get the facts out. We fact check every day. That is some BS. And I even use a magic wall to... F- I was like, did he mean like, is this some sort of mirror mirror on the wall? Please fact check all. I mean, what is, I think he means the little touchscreen TV. Yeah, that's what it is. That chalkboard. How does that fact check anything? How does. Well, Doc, it's official. We learned from our boss, Glenn Beck. Once you have a chalkboard or anything like. It's absolutely factual. It's it's fact. Well, and it's high tech, too. It's high tech. It's not just a wall. It's a magic wall. And by the way, if you're calling that your magic wall, (gasps) that is so stupid. You know what? (laughs) To have said that 20 years ago, wow, it's almost like magic. Yes. Even then, I would have said maybe it's an almost like magic wall, high tech wall or something. But now, how is that magic? How is that rare? How is that uncommon? Oh, you mean touchscreen, Chris? Gotcha. We got a magic wall now. Right. I'm in my pocket. Magic walls. I find all these different devices because I want people to know what's real and then they can act on it. All these different devices? What's the device? There's only one TV. Rosie, (laughs) it's called a television. I stand in front of it occasionally and I will fact check. It's kind of like a chalkboard, but it uses light and pixels. I also use other devices. Rosie, this is called a, a phone, a cellular phone. 
Some people call it a smartphone. <laughs> and the reason we call it a smartphone is because we fact check on it, Rosie. There's people say iPhones. And this is a laptop. <laughs> Another device. We use we other devices. This is called an abacus. <laughs> I move one bean to the other side every time a lie is detected. Yes, yes. We use all kinds of devices, Rosie. I don't play Israelis. I do truth check every night. We do fact checks every night. I do magic walls. I find all these different devices because I want people to know what's real and then they can act on it. And that's why I'm talking to you, Rosie, because people need to know what you're doing. Whoa. He's fact checking by using Rosie O'Donnell. Did he say fact check? Oh, he's fact checking. Yeah, he's fat. Rosie, I'm fat checking. That's the reason we use the devices. This is called a scale. And that's one of the reasons we're talking to you to balance it out literally as well as figuratively. I'm guessing he made a mistake there. Yes, 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 he did. Okay. Rosie is part of the balance. Yes. To balance. Don't you usually balance the other side? Yes, you have to balance. Yes, yes. I'm talking to you, Rosie, because people need to know what you're doing, know where people's voices are, and then they can make their own decisions about which side to join. And hopefully there's common ground that gets here sooner rather than later. I hope. I hope there is common ground. You know, people ask me all the time, your son's a Marine. How can you have a son who's a Marine when you're so such a leftist, pacifist kind of a person? Well, I love and respect my son, and I can hold two opposing thoughts in my head at one time. And they are? One is that I'm terrified that something horrible is going to happen to him, and the other is that I'm so immensely proud of the commitment that he has given to this country because he believes in this country. Hold the on same a second. Way- hold, hold on a second. Uh, so many things wrong with that. Um, first of all, I think her and her son had a falling out that he has disowned her. Okay, and in spite of her crazy uh, raising him in the craziest, extremest of ways, um, he is a marine. I mean, that's that's pretty legit, right? And uh, she can hold two opposing thoughts. She's a pacifist, does not support the military, but she's a, and you know what those opposing thoughts are? Her fear that something will happen to him is that the pacifist part and the love of America. Hmm. What I, I don't understand. You don't think that the people who um, have supported the military, the people who've defended, the people who've served, the people who've died, you don't think they and their families were worried about what could happen to them? That's your driving force? Rosie has just admitted, ladies and gentlemen, that all of her ideas are funneled through her crazy filter of emotion, and that's it. You don't think I worry about people that I don't even know that are serving? I do all the time. I mean, how many times do you hear so many soldiers killed today? So many, there was an accident. Somebody, and this is horrible. You you don't know them. You see their families on TV. You don't know them. I worry about that all the time. Do you pray for the soldiers? What about the people you know? Of course. But the reason we reluctantly say we have to have a military is to protect ourselves. For without them, we would all be on our knees serving some master. So that's the reason for a pacifist. But she balances that with her love of America. Yes. Not her knowing that America needs to be defended. No. Her love of America. Okay, that's cuckoo as well. That he has given to this country because he believes in this country the same way that I do. I believe in America and what it stands for in the Constitution. And this president and administration has done everything they can to undermine it. And it's not okay. Well, listen. It's not all right in any way. And we have to use our voices and fight. 
You do exactly that. That's why good men and women like your son are fighting for our freedoms. And when somebody serves in a family, the whole family feels it. The whole family sacrifices. So thank you to your entire clan for the dedication to the country. Whoa! Hold it right there, partner. Your whole clan? Are you allowed to say that in today's world, Chris Cruz? No. I cannot believe. I mean, it's perfectly acceptable. Normally, yes, but we have passed normal years yes. ago. Yes, in today's world, a world where we are so word sensitive, should he be busting out the word clan? clan. You know, we're right people? at the anniversary of that whole clan rally in Charlottesville last year that President Trump supported. Remember when he put on the white pointy hat? Oh, yeah, and marched with the burning mm-hmm. cross. Hot, 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 hot. hot. Do you remember that? Yes. Out yes. there saying we ought to lock up, nay, we ought to lynch all black people. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? That's a peak How dare of you bust out presidency. the word clan? So thank you to your entire clan for the dedication to the country thank and the you. service of your son. Thank you, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Peace. Let's see. We'll be following what happens at the White House. <laughs> and we'll see what the impact of this Did he just went party- full on hippie on us? Did he rock out the peace Kirk Jones, did, did she hold up a peace sign as, he, as he was going away? Is that went, what that was? Did he like, went like, peace? Is that? Yeah, that was that was bad. Okay, so she <laughs> held up the peace sign, and then they did the little graphic, and when they went back to him, he didn't know what to do. Because, see, they recorded that interview, and then he did the open and yes. then the close live. Yes. And so that's the reason it was so weird and disconnected at the beginning. So that's when he comes back, and he goes, Peace. Go back to the peace part. We got to hear this. Yeah, this, this is, it was just really out of into the White House, and we'll see what the impact of this party with a purpose is all about. Oh, we missed peace part. Thank the you. service of your son. Thank you, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> peace. Let's see. We'll be following what happens at the White House, and we'll see what the impact of this party with a purpose is all about. He is so <laughs> bad at his job of being on TV. Forget the, you know, using technology and all kinds of devices and magic walls to actually hold people accountable, report the facts, be a journalist. Forget all that a second. He is just bad. He is Very. bad at all of that. Okay, that's it. That was that was the fun. You okay? Feel a little bit better now? Oh, yeah. I do feel much better about myself today. Why? Just after hearing that. Uh, How do you not feel better about yourself? Uh, uh, you're not Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, but you're not you're not the rights answer to Lo- Rosie O'Donnell even. <laughs> right? You're not Chris Cuomo. No. Think no. how good life is today. Okay. Oh. Oh, mm. no. Mm-mm. I was feeling good and then I just remembered. Mm. The drunk versus dealing with the drunk. Yeah, do you want to be the crazy dead? or dealing with the crazy? Yeah. Right? Which is better? Being the drunk, being the loud, obnoxious, slobber all over yourself, fall all over drunk. Or? The person who has to deal with it. Now, you as the, the, the sober person may look at him and go, what a knucklehead. This is... But they don't know. No. They're drunk. They're having their... They're having a party in their head. Yeah. You're dealing with the drunk. Yes. Damn it, I was feeling good about myself. <laughs> Let me get a break in here. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network.
dance and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Chris Cruz has tweets for you now. I do? Uh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, you got Justice Burna saying, I think Rosie O'Donnell will be the perfect co-host to Alex Jones. Perfect Alex Jones co-host. Yeah, wow, that would be. I don't know. Uh, could the world stand that much crazy together? Yeah, I would like to see that, actually. Imagine that Alex Jones, Rosie O'Donnell. That's a good one. That would be amazing. Yes, yes. Trying to uh, think who else you could throw in there to really put it over the edge. Uh, Brian Michael, Stelter. Michael Moore. <laughs> Brian Stelter. <laughs> I don't even think he's at that level. Really? No, no, no. I think the Michael Moore, the Rosie. Oh, the uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yes, yes. You put her up there, right? Yeah, of course I would put her out there, yes. Uh, Charles saying, how many people does it take to balance a scale that Rosie O'Donnell is on the other side of? A lot. <laughs> David saying, thank you. Um, he's quoting, thank you to your entire clan. Well, she is a Democrat. And the Democrat did start the Klan. You're right. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a solid uh, Kathy one. Burke saying, 50 minutes of crazy that I can't get back. Yep. Thanks, Doc. Don't you feel better about yourself? Uh, you got Speaking Duck saying, eventually TMB is just going to be audio clips of discussing communists with half-hearted knock-knock jokes every five minutes. What are you doing? That was my lineup for tomorrow. You're ruining it. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Spoiler not, alert. <laughs> Bruce is not Bruce is saying, thank you, Doc. I feel dumber for having heard that. Right? Right? <laughs> Just the world we live in. Uh, TJ Topping saying, Chris Cuomo went with the peace out. Did they cut out the, oh, crap, Rosie Rodondo, ladies and gentlemen, part? They did. Peace out, bitches. That's the, <laughs> they cut that out. They're like, edit that. Edit that out. We're not there yet. We're about two weeks away from Chris giving that. And Laura D has a suggestion. I mean, not suggest- she has an answer for you. Uh, he said, she says, it's always better to be the drunk. That's what I'm saying. It is. I live this every day at my house. Wait, what do you mean? The cray cray at my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Deal with the drunks or be the drunk. And unfortunately, I'm never drunk. <laughs> <coughs> Just try to muddle through as best I can. Uh, that's funny. Well, if you want to understand a little more of the crazy, pick up um, the audio. I was going to say the audio book, but you can just listen to it. Pick it up. The audio version. You can pick of, it up. Look. You can, but you don't have to. You no, can you don't have hit to. Hit the buttons. Yes. You could use many devices. You could use a magic wall to listen to the briefing by Sean Spicer. It's his new book available now at uh, audible.com. You can also get a hard copy as well. Where did you get this hard copy? Uh, that was sent to us by the people from the audiobook. And you can just order them online, I guess, yeah. somewhere too. Yeah. You can get the MP3. But uh, check out the audio version in particular, just because it's in Sean's voice, and you're going to get that extra little, that uh, je ne sais quoi, that extra little something special that that's the only time that has ever been used in yes. combination with Sean, Sean yes. Spicer. Je ne sais quoi. Sean is a little nutty. Yes, yes. I don't know, Sean. I have been curious about Sean Spicer since the beginning the of beginning, the administration yeah. because he does seem a little crazy. Is my view of him skewed because of a Melissa McCarthy? I think so. She plays such a but, good role. But he is a little bit nutty yeah, though he with is. stuff too. Yes, the yes. way he communicates online or even in, in the press briefings and that. So I've wanted to know. He'd be somebody I'd like to have dinner with just so you could go, you know, as it turns out, he's not that crazy. He just comes off a little weird. Yeah, we or all you do. go, 
Oh my gosh, he is so crazy. Regardless, he seems like a circus of fun, though. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't you love to have him at yes. a party? He should rent himself out for parties. Not to perform, per se, just to show just up to and be, hang out. Just, just to be the mingler, well, the official so mingler. What do I have to do at this party? You just mingle. Says his, what's that? Just mingle. Yeah, I mean, do I, you said I'm going to perform. Am no, I no, like no, no. juggling? You, I just want you to just talk to people. So I'm just there. I mean, You're just there. Am I going to have some hors d'oeuvres and stuff yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you can. You know, can I have a drink? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm just going to this party and go, they're paying me? Yes. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes. It's called The Briefing. It's by Sean Spicer. He tells the uh, tale of what it was like during the transition and the early days of the Obama, of the, Obama the Trump administration. And what is it, seven months or so? Yeah. He'll tell you how Scaramucci ended up getting hired yeah. and fired, how he ended up getting hired and fired. <laughs> Did he get fired? He got fired. Trust <laughs> he me. Quit. No, trust me. If Trump wanted him there, he would still be there. There's no question. It's called The Briefing by Sean Spicer, available at audible.com or wherever you get audio books. Opera yada yada saying, I vote that Bambi, the evidence, becomes a regular on TMB. I'm picturing something Jessica Rabbit-esque. Who? The Jessica rabbit? who? Rabbit. Jabbit. Res- Jabbit. Uh, rabbit. Jessica Rabbit-esque. Yes. Do you know Jessica Rabbit? Yes. I Have you ever seen it. Roger yes. Rabbit? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm just saying because there's some movies the you haven't hell? seen. There's some movies you haven't seen. I busted Why would I not see not Rabbit? I don't forget the title of the movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes, there we go. Um, because it's 30 years old? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it's all about cartoons. Okay. I didn't know that was your standard. but That okay. is my standard. All right, got it. All right, now we know. <laughs> Get the tweets in. More coming up next. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So they showed pictures, uh, some video. Chris and I just stumbled across them from the rally that has been going on every night since the president's (laughs) Putin summit in Helsinki. Rosie O'Donnell leading actors from Broadway down to the nation's capital every night. Yes. So we saw some video there. And it is a party with yes. a purpose. Yes. It's a party. They the even purpose have... is to party. Yes. They have a director. Oh, they're singing conducted. and dancing. Oh, they Wait, are they... playing the music. They got the boom, boom, boom. Big bla- bass yes. player out there. They got the big. Bla- not electric bass. No. Not, I mean, the big, the big stand one. up, you know, yes. where it spins it around. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Spinning the bass. I'm not kidding. But they have a director. Why do you need a director slash conductor telling you what to say or what to sing? Come on, man. Come on. They handed out um, uh, music, sheet music. (laughs) Did you see him? (laughs) Now, on one hand, no, here's the funny part. On one hand, you go, Doc, it's Broadway. They're performers. They're going big with this. Okay. Okay. You know what? All right. You're showman. Okay. Got it. Right, you want this to be big, and yes. they—they're matching T-shirts and clothing <laughs> yes. and everything else. They're all staged, a big sign that says "treason" behind them, and a sea of people all standing around. So it's very orchestrated. Yes. Got it. Your showman from Broadway, understand? Why do you have sheet music? 
<laughs> Shouldn't they be the ones who perform even better without the sheet yes. music? Yes. So here's what you have. You would have the um, kind of ill-planned, rushed protest where you're just out there and people are stumbling through it and it's horrible. Yes. Then you have people, the average amateurs out there, you go, tell you what, let's get everybody coordinated. We'll Mm -hmm. practice. We'll hand out sheet music. Mm -hmm. So we're all on the same page. Here's a a list of the chants. Okay. Chant number 16A now. What do we want? Treason charges. When do we want them? (laughs) Now, right? I mean, you got the same chants. Yeah. So we get those. But then once you get up in the professional category, you no longer take the sheet music in that. Now, the lower end, your performance isn't great, but at least you've committed it to memory. You've practiced, right? And then you get up to the upper levels. You don't have any of that stuff. (laughs) Yet they still did. So it's not very good from performers. Uh, Shouldn't they know? They should. They should know. And it's supposed to be uh, their frustrations. They're out there protesting. They believe the president of the United States is guilty of treason, that he colluded with another country to get elected. Those are serious charges. Yeah. They believe that he is locking up people in cages. Not just children, babies. They believe that he is um, guilty of all kinds of financial crimes. Mm -hmm. Think about all the things they've claimed of him. Enough to the point that they are down there protesting in front of the White House every night. Mm-hmm. Leading this orchestrated protest, yet they are smiling and profiling. Oh, Wouldn't you be yes. pissed? Wouldn't you be upset? Wouldn't the music be like, dun, 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 dun. I mean, like, seriously, they're out there, dun, dun, hey, dun, we're going to go ahead and pinch him. We're going to, hey, hey, show me the way to Broadway. Right? I mean, <laughs> Be back next week, please. Uh, We got another performance. Tip your waitresses. (laughs) I'm going to scalp tickets. (laughs) I'm going down to the mall. You know how you can do that? No, there's a pro. There's a show every night. Get your tickets right here. I get you right down in front. Sorry, gonna need a little more if you want the orchestra pit. Do you think they have ushers, ushering people? They should. They should. Uh, Standing room two. Oh, you, hey, you're standing room three. You we could be seat over. fillers. <laughs> Stand right here on this X while I go get a sandwich. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She said that Trump is paying people, right? So to come down to the rallies? Yes. Are they paying people to come out? Aren't they Broadway stars? They're paying them, Chris, with their performance. People just want to see. Oh my gosh! I bet they're getting paid to. Oh my! I wonder if anybody's getting paid to perform. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Honestly, all joking aside, if they're part of the union, they may have to get paid. You're not allowed to do free performances and stuff. You could do some free performances. Protests may be different. But the reason they say, you know, what is scale? Mm-hmm. So if you work on a movie, you get a certain amount. They cannot pay you less. That's all union. Yeah. So if you if you belong to the union, there's certain things. I guess they could probably claim it's a protest. It's yeah. different. But if you're using your talents to protest, it does get a little questionable. Oh, Rosie. And then Rosie. are they allowed to donate those or do they have to pay taxes? Oh. You have to get paid. I don't know. There's some questions yeah. about it in there. Yeah. All right, moving on. I'll get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Gregory May joining us now, author of Jefferson's Treasure, How Albert Gallatin Saved the New Nation from Debt. 
And uh, one of the ways this is being billed, uh, Gregory, is the most famous founding father you've never heard of. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, you know, pretend I don't know who Albert Gallatin is. I mean, Chris clearly doesn't know. Uh, I'll I'll admit this. I do not know who this Albert is. And I know for sure you, Doc Thompson, do not know who this Albert guy is. Chris, I'm not the expert. I'm going to let Gregory explain who he is. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure you've heard of Uncle Albert. Yes, I have heard that. Just no analogy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Albert Gallatin? Gallatin was the Secretary of the Treasury for Jefferson and for Madison. He's the man whose statue is in front of the Treasury Building. Hamilton's in the back, uh. and that's not an accident because. <laughs> Until very recent years, Hamilton was not a hero. Uh, he, he was seen as an elitist whose uh, centralizing ideas had been set aside by the Jeffersonians when they got into power. And uh, through most of the 19th century, the federal government's fiscal system operated on principles of sort of practical, uh, efficient frugality that Gallatin and Jefferson put in place. See, that's interesting because, um, yeah, Alexander Hamilton gets all of this credit for, you know, found, find, um, founding our financial system. And, yeah, Alexander Hamilton has some serious flaws in his past and character. Well, leaving his character aside uh, and, and not really, uh, unless you want to, talking about his ideas, uh, <laughs> The, the 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 bottom line is that uh, history is history. I mean, as a matter of fact, his ideas were set aside uh, for a hundred years. So, what did Gallatin believe? What was what was what was uh, the foundation of his values and principles when it came to the financial system? <clears throat> well, both he and Jefferson were. Uh, take yourself back to the beginning of the of the. Uh, the end of the 18th, the beginning of the 19th century. He, he and Jefferson were liberals. They they believed in the newest thing, which was the fresh political economic thinking that was coming from France and Britain, uh, probably best remembered nowadays through the writing of Adam Smith. Um, these political economists, as they then were called, uh, were men who thought that the European governments of the time had become too powerful, too centralized, and tr- too, too profligate, that they were using money in a way that was retarding domestic economic growth. And so they wanted, these economists wanted uh, governments to step back, to give the private sector room to thrive. And one of the ways in which they insisted that had to be done was through a reduction of government spending and a reduction of government debt. And one of the principal uh, targets of their criticism um, was the huge military machines that Britain and France had built up at the time in order to fight the wars that occupied them through most of the 18th and early 19th centuries. 
This is amazing. This is the story we hear uh, again that we're living out again today. It, it's the history is cyclical when it comes to America and these ideas of debt and the size of government and military. And there have been other times that this has played out as well. But early on, we had amassed a pretty significant debt uh, during the revolution, and Gallatin's principles ended up pulling us out. Uh, they did um, at at the time <clears throat> at the time uh, when Hamilton financed the revolutionary debt uh, of the federal, central government and, and assumed the state debts. Um, we had eighty some million dollars worth of debt uh, from the revolution, which was at the time an absolutely enormous amount of money. Uh, that debt crept up during Washington and Adams administ- administrations. Because during those years, uh, the government was spending somewhat more than it was taking in. And, and despite um, the sort of charade through which they were putting money in a sinking fund for the debt, they weren't really reducing it because they were incurring deficits greater than the sinking fund payments. So by the time Gallatin and Jefferson got to power, the debt was around uh, $90 million. And by the time Gallatin left, the treasury, the debt was about 45. So what was, number one, what, how did America make money? What, what was um, our country's income? We didn't have the same tax structure. We didn't have income tax at that point. So what, how did we make money? How did we pay for things? Yeah, that's, that's a very good question. We didn't really have an income tax until 1913, uh, although we briefly had one during the Civil War. The the principal source of the country's income was import duties. And that that, um, throughout the 19th century provided substantially all of the money that the government ran. There was also income from postal service, which was originally seen as income producing, and from sales of of the public lands in the West. And uh, the land sales in particular became more and more important as the 19th century wore on. But at the beginning, well over uh, 90% of the income came from import duties. They, they were seen, they're now seen as regressive because mm-hmm. they raised the price of consumption, which generally hits the uh, people who spend higher proportions of their income. But in those days, uh, and Adam Smith and other liberal economists at the time thought this, Um, Import duties were seen as progressive. The idea was that only the well-to-do had money to spend, so only they were going to pay the taxes. Yeah, and we obviously produced things very differently back then. You were talking about importing a lot of things from Europe. Then we began manufacturing more stuff through the late 1800s and early 1900s. Um, so some of that wouldn't be sustainable, but very interesting. And then obviously it's not going to be sustainable, the the selling of lands out West because eventually you run out of land. So when Jefferson and Gallatin started their plan, was a national debt, a concern of most people? I got to believe people were not as informed or concerned about fairs of state when it came to something like that, or were they, was, was this a political issue? Did people talk about it in pubs and stuff? Yes, it was a political issue. In fact, it was the opposition to Hamilton's financial plans that really gave rise to the Republican Jeffersonian opposition. Um, And 
I think the the rhetoric that we often remember the party slinging slogans at each other tends to disguise that a bit because in time the slogans tended to focus more and more on who was a friend of the British or who was a friend of the French. But the real origins of the opposition were in a, in a disagreement over fiscal policy. So you have um, the Gallatin era, and then we eventually make our way to Jackson, a handful of presidents later, and he uh, wants to get rid of the central bank. And then we've played some of these scenarios out over and over again. How come we can't, Gregory, uh, base our, our financial structure on history and what has worked in the past? How come we haven't learned these principles and we keep arguing them over and over again? Debt is bad. We, I mean, amassing a huge debt is going to be bad for us. Well, there, first of all, times change. And so drawing exact parallels is, is, is difficult and chancy. Certainly economic thinking has evolved, and we, and we have a much deeper understanding now uh, ab- about how economies work and how government spending affects the development of economies. I mean, the, the real irony, of course, is that we were fiscally prudent at a time in our history when we probably ought not to have been because we were a developing country. And the money spent then probably would have paid economic dividends that they didn't think it would, and we now understand it might have. But now that we're a mature country and we ought to be more concerned about running up uh, unsustainable deficits, giving our current demography and the, the possibility that our currency may not remain the world's reserve currency, uh, we're perhaps doing just the opposite. You know, we're, we've become so accustomed to large deficits that we just take them casually. Where can people uh, find out more about your book and you? Well, there's a website, um, gregorymayauthor.com, um, and the book is available wherever books are available. Awesome. And what we'll do is we'll post a link to it so people can remember it. The title is Jefferson's Treasure, How Albert Gallatin Saved the the New Nation from Debt. And the author is Gregory May. Gregory, thanks so much, buddy. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Uh, I wasn't uh, familiar with Albert Gallatin. (laughs) Neither was I. And um, He'd be a good one to study up. The book is awesome. There's a lot of information. I want to see if Keith knows. Keith probably does. He's pretty good. He's a, a, a freak when it comes to Jefferson's. And this is Jefferson's treasure. So there it is. Really, yeah, I know the Gallatin statue. It's pretty interesting to see. Uh, uh, I did have. I wanted to ask him a question. It's like why are we not learning about him? There, there's a lot of people too. We, I've mentioned this program um, as a Governor Morsi. I think it is Governor Morsi. Um, uh, Caesar Rodney. Mm. People like this. George Mason was amazing, and you don't hear a lot about George no. Mason. You know him because of George yeah. Mason University and yeah. some other things. But um, he wrote, I believe, the Virginia Declaration of Rights, was it? That was really the predecessor or part of it was used for the Declaration of Independence. Mm. I mean, he and Thomas Jefferson, both from Virginia. Interesting. But um, with some of the press information on Albert Gallatin that they sent along with the book, he was the longest tenured Secretary of Treasury serving for 13 years. Uh, His face was on the $500 bill issued from 1862 to 63. Lewis and Clark named the Gallatin River after him for thanks uh, for his help in printing or planning their expedition. Mm. 
Um, I don't know where the Gallatin River is. It's, I'm assuming it's out west. There are cities across the country and counties in Illinois, Kentucky, Montana, and Tennessee named after him. So if you're in Gallatin County, Kentucky, or Montana, or whatever, it was named after him. Um, he mentioned the statue in front of the Treasury Building. The Department of Treasury's highest service award is the Albert Gallatin Award. Oh. He had the longest standing rivalry with Alexander Hamilton, who served as the first Secretary of Treasury. <laughs> <laughs> he had a long standing, not the longest. The long. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Aaron Burr had the longest. That was a little issue there. Uh, seriously, Hamilton was a goof, man. Uh, by he the way, su- he was such a hothead. The uh, Gallon River is on Wyoming and Montana. Oh, okay. There yeah. it is. I had a break in here. Tell us what you've learned today with the hashtag, what I learned today. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, I'm going to need your ruling on something, Chris Cruz. Okay. In fact, um, I want to get uh, maybe Kirk Jones' uh, ruling on this. Yeah, uh, Kirk, wake up. Maybe we can get Mordecai, something like this. I need to. I need all hands on deck to kind of offer up an opinion here as Mordecai, I make something wake up. out. Yeah, he needs come to, over uh, here. <laughs> Stop laying on the couch. Quit we all know. the receptionist like, come to on. get his ass back yeah. in here. Come on, Mordecai, get in here. Okay. So I'm going to lay out a little story here, and I want to get your take on something. (laughs) A woman by the name of Erica Conway from Renton, Washington. State? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Renton is the city, Washington State. Renton, Washington. Went to pay her energy bill. Okay. Okay. She has an energy bill with uh, Puget Sound Energy. And she goes to pay online. And if you ever paid online... Okay, did I set up an account? Oh, I already have an account. I don't remember doing it. She goes to log in. She couldn't remember her password. I know this. And they offer up a, uh, you know, you've seen this. Right? If you can't remember your yeah. login, you can't remember your password. So she couldn't remember her password, clicks the thing, and they give her the message, we'll send a password to your email account. Yes, yes. Okay. Temp pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, then a little side note here on all of this. If you have a bank account that makes you go through all these steps, okay. right? And they need a two-step uh, authenticator mm-hmm. and all this high security or whatever, hey, that's yeah. good because that's your money or whatever. Yeah. Why do you need it to pay an energy bill? Nobody wants to pay an energy bill. Right. What who who wants access to my energy bill? What are you going to do with well, my account? You, people usually save their pay card. methods yeah. in there, so that has to be secured. Well, no, aside from the pay methods, though. Why, why oh. do I need... Okay, you want basic security? Fine. Yeah. Password and whatever. But if they start going, sorry, you need uh, 16 characters and four of them have to be a letter and three of them a weird character. And Wait, what are you... Wait, for what? What are you going to do in my energy account? Doc has used 42 kilowatts this month. Ooh. Who cares? Ooh. Ooh, oh, his bill is $217. Oh, I'm, maybe you go in there and you throw a couple bucks at him. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you going to do in there? <laughs> I'm going to help Doc out. I'm just going to yeah. slip right. him two bucks. I I'll hope you go in. Maybe somebody throws some. You feel a little sorry for I'll him. I'll cover 10 kilowatts. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, she goes in. She They offer her the password. She has to go check her email. And when they send her the temporary password, mm. this is the temporary one, she, um, she said it, it was the N-word. 
The temporary password oh was gosh. the N word. Was what? Now well, she I'm happens rude. to be she happens to be a black woman. Okay. okay. Now the password, Chris, uh-huh. N-I-G-G-E-R. Uh is this a problem? She said she thinks it was not unintentional or random. She okay. happens to be a black woman. What is the likelihood that a, te- a temporary, temporary password, password generated from one of these was targeted at her? N-I-G-G-E-R. Uh, 1%. And why is that? Because it's random. All right. I would say, exactly, how do you know yeah. she's black? Yeah. and how, Exactly. Yeah. How do you know she's black? Has this, uh, they just throw it out there to everybody yeah. got it that day and she happened. I mean, you got like 13, 14% of the world yeah. is black or America is black. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Jones, how do you say? Is it likely that this was targeted at her? I say it's less than 1%. Okay. What do you say? Likely targeted yeah, no. at her. No way. Okay. You have, I feel yeah. like, yeah, no. No. Way. Okay. Um, it wasn't even N I G G E R. Oh, so what was it? It was N I G G A. Also, oh, it wasn't wasn't well, even the it, word. It was, even it was word. but that still is something. Some people go ah at the end. Yeah. Hey, my ah, <laughs> right? That's what they. Some people are like you're an er, uh, yeah. and some people are like, what's up, my ah? Yeah, right. Uh, Very yeah. difficult to censor yes. myself yes. on yes. this, but yes. I'm doing it. <laughs> yes. So now that you know it's the slang. Uh, is it more likely or less likely that they targeted this black woman? Uh, more likely. It's more likely? Yes. I say it's less likely. <laughs> it's, less, it's, it's more likely. likely. It's more no likely. Way. No. They're just trying to be like, it's less more likely. or less likely. Kirk less. Jones, more or less, less likely? Less likely. Less likely. You have to be. Um, here's the thing. Uh, she showed a screenshot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not just N-I-G-G-A. Okay, that's okay. what I was going to ask. It was N-I-G-G-A-H-H-J. Okay, then now you. I'm back on no. Is it, it was more not, or less likely? It's, it's less likely yeah, she was targeted. Like, it was Jones. random. Kirk less. Jones. It had a number in it. If they were just <laughs> it like, had a number. or it had like a it J in it. Yeah, a J in it. Yeah, that's also a letter, by the way. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Was but it yes, just it's extra letters. Up the word, or was it like you know one letter then an exclamation mark? So you know, it was. Five. The N I G G A, but the N was capital, so capital N I G G A, capital H H J. Word, it has to be capitalized. Yeah. Okay. So, and then capital H H J. No, all, that, all three of those. No, she was not targeted at all. No. Okay. That was just the. And she should these, go out there and play the lotto. Aren't the, she yeah. might be the winner? That's what. I, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> she probably has a better chance of winning the lottery. Yeah. Right. That's. <laughs> this seems impressive. really unlikely. Even if it had been the word. Yes. Still very unlikely. Yes. But now. Nevertheless, she has persisted and claims that she it could not be random. It was not an accident. She was targeted. Oh. And there's even more to the story. I'll get your thoughts coming up in just a moment and share the rest of the details with you on this The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another program that I think you're going to like. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcast. The 
most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. There she is, Erica Conway, Renton, Washington, logging on to her Puget Sound Energy account, and they send her the temporary password N-I-G-G-A, capital H-H-J. She said she knows that this was no accident. She said it was like an emotional roller coaster. What's an emo- How? So there were ups and downs. She was happy. She logged in. This isn't an accident. Yeah. So it was a down. I got a new password. Yes. What's- oh, wait. <laughs> the up was Hold they were on. giving. <laughs> the, up, the up was I was I having access. a good day. The down is I can't remember my password. <gasps> They'll send me a temporary one. Yay. Hey, I'm up again. Oh, it's ah. They called me that. I'm down again. What was the up again? (laughs) Yeah, what was the up again? I don't know. Settlement or something. Oh, I get to sue. Yeah. I get to sue now. Oh, maybe that's it. Yay. That's got to be the up. She said it was like an emotional roller coaster. (laughs) Shock. (gasps) Disbelief. Disgusted. Angry. It was just, yeah, even now I'm just kind of like, I cannot believe this. I just can't believe it. I was truly in disbelief. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you can't believe it. You're in disbelief. Yes. It was a shock to you. Yes. Seems to yes. say that a lot. A lot. I was truly in disbelief because this is not normal. And this is not what a temporary password is supposed to say. But it's not saying anything. It's not. It's not saying anything. I think, ah, it gave her the, ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> But it's ah, uh, one, two, three, or ah, uh, and H-H-J. one, two, three. Yeah, whatever that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Targeted, Chris. They extended that one too, H-H. Yeah. H-H-J. So ah. the real question is, what does the H-H-J stand for? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. S- something hateful. Some sort, of, some sort of code in there. I hope yeah. she's working on it. Now, it seems to me like this is just randomly generated, and maybe she's a little hypersensitive. By that, I mean a lot hypersensitive. She is a longtime volunteer at the Seattle chapter of the NAACP. Uh, Of course. Damn. Mm -hmm. Out of everybody, they're going to target and attack her. Wow. That's some. Again, this is that she be playing the lotto. I'm telling you. Publicity stunt. And just like we're losing customers, we need to do something. <laughs> ah, I got an idea. Ah, I got an idea. I would be uh, like it. I would be with you on that. So uh, a representative of Puget Sound Energy was asked about this, and they have issued an official statement. Of course, because we have to. The official statement is, quote, this was offensive. There was no question about that. We apologize to this customer, the community, for what has happened, and we're trying to do what we can to make it right. What? Dude. They they went on to say these passwords are generated automatically, so they just go straight from the system to the customers, so it's not able to be accessed by an employee. Yes. So the computer knew she was black. (laughs) AI. It's a racist computer. (laughs) See the downfall already. Hi, we're uh, here at Puget Sound. We are on the cutting edge of technology. In fact, we've just uh, purchased a new computer system, the Cracker 4000. (laughs) Our security system is uh, run by Honky Enterprises. (laughs) So, So how do you say... 
There's no way an employee had access to this. It's all randomly generated, and we all know it is. Yeah. Anybody that is sane and not hypersensitive to race yeah. knows that this is computer generated. Yep. She has acknowledged that. She knows, she being this representative, Janet Kim, she knows the truth about this. But still, in spite of that, says, this was offensive. There is no question about that. We apologize. How are you apologizing? What are you apologizing for? The computer? Algorithms. <clears throat> so she math. Saying, we should just get rid of math. Get rid of math. Math is the problem math here. That's who problem. we're blaming. Math is it's racist. been the problem since high school. <laughs> we all know math is racist. Right, it's definitely been a problem there. Math is racist. Math. You're right. <laughs> she said um, they will launch a new algorithm next month to prevent offensive passwords being sent to customers. Your thoughts on that, Chris Cruz? They, they're going to make sure that nothing offensive is sent because there will be a new algorithm. Go. This is the Starbucks again. This, we'll, we'll, it's offensive, but we'll fix this down the road. Don't worry about yeah. it. We got this. Uh, who's to determine what is offensive? offensive yeah. What is the, the algorithm is not going to... There's no way to make the algorithm at this level... Like Google and AI having gathered information for 20 years and saying, we've determined that these people find this offensive and with changing times, this word is now more offensive and this is less. No, the algorithm will be, hey, when this is randomly generated, do not put these letters together. Exactly. In, in other words, there are certain words. I would be willing to bet they already had F-U-C-K yeah. as part of it. Yes. Right? Okay. So there's probably a dozen other words. The C word or something yeah. is in there. Okay. They're going to expand that list then. <laughs> to not be offensive. Uh, you can't the problem with not being offensive is you would need to know what is offensive to, to every everyone. person. That list is limitless. Yes. I better not see Bean. Yeah. There. Right. I better not see Apple. Or is banana. Apple offensive to you? We learned that last week. Yeah. Or, oh, that's right. List. It could be. That's banana. right. Friday. Banana. No, no, no. That's it. Wild monkey or wild banana, whatever that other was. Yeah. I uh, want to no, see that. Uh, Northern monkey. Northern monkey. Yeah. Sauerkraut or what was Sour, that Yeah. That's right. None of these Better would be able to come that, that list is never it'll, ending. It'll be ongoing. You could say, okay, we have added... 50 million words to this or combinations mm. just to make sure because we want anything to be offensive. And uh, the password you got, Chris, was P-O-K-N-5-Z-X underscore exclamation. And you could go, ah, that is the one that triggers me. Yep. Why? I don't know. It just did. It just did. It triggered me for some reason. Mm-hmm. We, again, are sensitizing people to stuff when we should be desensitizing this. In fact, it's one step farther. Janet Kim, Puget Sound, and I don't blame them because a lot of people and companies are at this right now, are enablers. If Glenn's book is right, and I think it is, and I think the title is brilliant, Addicted to Outrage. If it's an addiction now, and I think it is. Oh, yeah. We are addicted. It's not to social media we're addicted. It's Mm -hmm. not that. It's the feeling we get. You know, for for a while, we've been talking about the future. What was that movie? Her or she? Oh, her. Her. With the phone? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he's... Yeah. Uh, we're, we're worried about AI and virtual reality yeah. where it won't be real and we'll be addicted to that because it'll be like a mouse in the in the maze. We find the <clears throat> cheese. <clears throat> we just keep getting stimulated. 
It's not that. Really? It's this. This is the outrage. We're addicted. We get a feeling. We get little endorphin rushes when we start doing battle on social media. That's the reason I'm going to one-up you. And no matter what, I have to walk away getting that certain feeling. That you won that argument. Right. Now, the other person's doing the same thing. And there may be a place where we both feel, even if there was not a clear-cut winner in the debate, I got my fix, right? Because you know what I did? I mentioned that you had a grammatical error, a typographical error two tweets ago, right? or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You're going to go to this. So we get that feeling. And what do we get? We get the feeling of attention. Yeah. Um, that's the whole identity politics thing. That's the reason Don Lemon will not shut up about race. He's got a chip on his shoulder for whatever happened growing up. He always felt segregated. That's horrible to feel that of way. Of course it it's is. It's becoming a mental health issue, and we are addicted to this stuff. Don Lemon harangues it because he gets attention, and he gets that little warm feeling now. It's not just the warm feeling of the endorphins rush because I'm getting attention. It's also justification. When you boil it all down, human beings want to feel good, and that good feeling is love and acceptance. That's the center of everything we are. It manifests itself in all kinds of different ways, even crazy destructive ways at times, hence addiction. The problem is not that you drink a lot, or you do a lot of drugs, or you're addicted to sex. It's not those acts. It's that those things begin to negatively impact your life. That it's not just, I drink a lot, it's, I drink a lot, I can't stop, and it's negatively impacting us. Yes. That's that's the addiction part of it. Why do they drink? Because it, it's giving you a buzz, so you don't have to worry about your horrible life anymore. Yeah. It makes you feel warm and fuzzy and loved and everything else. That's the whole ball of wax. Isn't that what we're doing now when everybody screams this stuff? And if that's the case, Janet Kim, Puget Sound, and every other company, organization, person, politician out there that supports this nonsense and offers up space, safe spaces are enabling the behavior. It's far worse than just saying we need to be desensitized to it. <laughs> They're enabling this addiction by telling you, we know that it was an accident. It was computer generated. But you're right. It was offensive. There's no question about it. We apologize. You've been wronged. Let me play into your addiction. And what is this knucklehead Erica Conway doing at the other end? Get it. She's getting the drug. She's getting the endorphin rush. I have been vindicated. Yep. And it's not just that. It's What did she do? She got this. How do we know about it? Because she posted, she posted it. it. What would I have done if it said Cracker HHJ? I would have, <laughs> exactly. If I, I noticed it. it. I, I probably would have put it on Twitter or something. Yeah. But I, I would have laughed. I would, I would be like, oh, look at my new password. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right. Oh, well, first of all, there would have been, um, I don't know, a 17 to, to 30% likelihood. I didn't even see it. I would just be going. <laughs> copy, 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 paste. C, copy, paste. Or, <laughs> sometimes they don't let you do it. And it's like C, R, A. <laughs> I gotta start over. <laughs> There'd be all of that, right? I'd be bitching to Chris about it. It didn't work. It didn't yeah. work. It Let me get a new one. Twelve. I don't know. <laughs> so I wouldn't notice. Then if I did notice, yeah, I'd post it up there. I would mock it. Yeah. I was joking yesterday about it. I said it could be Doc Thompson sucks balls, and I would be posting it on social media as a laugh. Yes. It wouldn't be how dare you? It's yeah. offensive. It could mention everything. It could say horrible things about my my wife, and it. If I thought it was truly computer generated and nobody was using this as some sort of issue, yeah. I would just be, ah, that's funny. Yeah. Now, if I thought I was being targeted 
That's a I would still story. right, but I would still laugh. Yes, it would be ridiculous unless it was somebody trying. It goes back to the spirit in which it's intended. You guys mm. could say anything about anything, yeah. and I'm going to laugh it off. It's not a problem to me. If someone's trying to trigger me with something, they don't even have to take it that far. It's not what they're saying. It's that they're trying to be an ass to me. So you could say something not offensive at all. Mm-hmm. But if I know you're trying to screw with me, we're doing battle here. So what did she do? She posted it. And then, of course, local television, radio picked up on a local media in Seattle picked up on it. And it makes this national splash. See? Why? Trump is racism. Right there, that's a Is that because example. of Trump? This would have yep, never this, happened this prior was, to that? If you had Clinton as a president, that would never said the N-word or True. some kind of form of the N-word because that's not the N-word. So, <laughs> yeah. Not this all. is the game we play because everybody benefits along, mainly because of the, the addiction. We're feeding the addictions. And also it benefits people for their causes and their jobs. So it starts with this woman feeding her addiction. The fact that she noticed it. And again, it's not even the word. It's a version of the word. This yes. would be like cracker. HHJ ah. for me. Cracker, not cracker. HHJ. Um, so she then gets to get all butthurt about it. Yep. Social gets media. Gets to claim racism, which furthers her cause in the NAACP just to segregate people to get free stuff and the endorphins rush. She posts it on social media. Social media benefits because boop, boop, more activity, boop, boop, racism, boop. Local media, traditional media picks up on it because they get stories, much like we're getting content now out of it. And everybody wins. Oh, the politicians win. Oh. I don't know if this exact example will be cited, but similar examples will be cited by some politician somewhere. Either the mayor of Seattle or do it during the race, or you'll get some uh, the Bernie Sanders. There was a woman whose computer attacked her by calling her a ah. I know it was ah, not her, but it attacked her. This is the racist computers we have. We need more government to take over the computers to tell them not to be racist. We need to make the computers slaves to us, or we will be slaves to the computers that's what they will do they'll claim they'll cite this story so they win the democrat party will likely be posting this story and sending out the email blast today the email blast <laughs> to say give us more money or computers yeah. will continue to be racist yeah we've got to nip it in the bud right now or ai will be racist yep everybody wins yep and that's why it exists unbelievable what they don't know like anything, any addiction, aside from the negative impacts, it's all empty. Yeah. It's empty calories. It's the quick fix that is not long-term beneficial for you. A donut really does not have all that much nutritional value. Yeah. It has a few carbs. Yeah, that does help, whatever. But emotionally, it's mm. very good right this second. <laughs> right? Mm. It feeds your soul for a second. Not just one donut, like a dozen. <laughs> A dozen, you're right. Dozen and, and warm, that still doesn't do donuts. as good as a couple of dozen donuts. That yep. feeds your no. soul even more. No. Yes, but you know, long term, it's going to have very little value to oh, you. Oh yeah, beyond that instance, or some lingering emotional benefits when you find a couple of pieces of of glaze on your shirt <laughs> and you. Yep. I oh, remember that, is that donut I had yes. a minute ago, right? <laughs> oh, that is glorious. Those are all still very short-term. <laughs> yes, very short-term, yes. But the couple of dozen are actually detrimental, and that's where we're at right now. So get your fix of all this stuff. Great. Is it emotional to make you feel good right this second? 
Is it good for you long term, your family, your posterity, the country? Absolutely not. But just keep it up. We'll see where it ends up. Moving on up. All right. I think we should get a break in. Before I do that, though, I have to tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition. You want long-term value? You want long-term good for yourself? Brickhouse Nutrition's... I almost said dawn to dusk. It's not. It's Field of Greens. Field of Greens because it's like getting the vegetables that you are avoiding because they don't give you the emotional impact. No. I mean, for most of us, some people love vegetables. (laughs) Crazy people. Love vegetables more than donuts. There are some people out there. I would say most people like donuts more. Thank you. What do you want? couple of donuts, a couple of pieces of broccoli. Uh, donuts. There it is. Broccoli. Long-term, broccoli's going to be much better for you. You like broccoli, broccoli better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah of broccoli's really good. Of is course. it better than donuts? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of donuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get out of here. Crazy I'm, I'm the person. Yeah, I'm the person you were just talking about. What the hell? For the rest of us. <laughs> Go to BrickHouseDoc.com and order Field of Greens so you can get those vegetables you're supposed to be getting. It's not just uh, some sort of supplement or elixir or something, some sort of extract from it. It's actually the vegetables that you mix with water and you drink it down and you get your fix. So you can keep it at uh, work, keep it at home. Wherever you are, you're like, oh, got to eat my Field of Greens. Really simple process and it's uber healthy for you. Try it today at at, uh, BrickHouseDoc.com. It's called Field of Greens. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Tom. On the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, Chris Cruz has some tweets with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, bro not saying Doc Thompson receives his temporary password renew pet insurance. Oh my gosh. By the way, I'm still out. So I haven't not, seen I haven't seen a charge. The, um I'm I'm monitoring over the next couple of weeks cuz I go a couple more weeks. I think I actually got out from underneath it. <laughs> Adam Newell saying, uh, Doc should do his burning impression on the wonderful world of Stu or just impersonate him and run for president. I'm happy to do it. Stu, he's a good guy. We all love Stu. Who doesn't love Stu? Ooh, I love Stu. I like Stu, mm. especially with potatoes. Ooh, potatoes Lots stew. of potatoes. Mm. Not so much the greens and no. the broccoli. Who no. am I, Mordecai? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am Queen saying artificial intelligence creating random passwords is racist and sees the world through white male eyes. So says Sarah Young. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Sarah Young was right. Yep, you're right. <laughs> TMB Drake 1371. <laughs> Very specific. Feels hashtag, like a password. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeting uh, with the hashtag, but I learned today there are not calories in the whole of the donut, so I just eat the donut holes. I didn't know that. Mm. So I could eat all of those donut holes I want, yeah. adding no calories. Yes. I am there. Uh, American Because defense- I love holes. Do you like the donut holes? Yes, I like the donut holes. Yes. I like the donut holes. Not the holes, just the donut holes. Just the donut holes. Yes. You like the holes. I love donut holes. They're fantastic. What kind of holes do you like? Cinnamon? Do you like cinnamon Ooh, holes? Yeah, cinnamon holes. Yes. Chocolate holes? Do you like chocolate no, no, holes? No, chocolate holes. It's so pink inside. I don't like it. What about the, no, I mean the, um, no. the like the chocolate glazed. Have no. you had those? Because no. the cake donuts are the chocolate glaze. Because no. no. there's different types of chocolate. There's the, the chocolate frosted. Yes. And then there's chocolate glazed. No. 
No. no? What about like strawberry? Okay. You like yeah. strawberry yeah. hole? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. With strawberry they, filling inside? How about the blueberry? Ooh, yes. Do you like the blueberry cake yes. holes? Yes. I like, I, I'm, a, I'm a cake donut person. Yeah. I'm a I don't cake like pop the, too. When I was a kid, I liked the, the raised donuts more. Mm. Like the glazed donuts with the raised, but now I like the cake ones better. Is that an old thing? No. Mm. It's just a favorite thing. I've uh, always liked the holes, though. American Defender saying, uh, what a surprise. A race hustler found a reason to hustle people to further their agenda. I think she really believes it, though. When you Same say race bo- hustler, you're right. Yeah. But that is almost like um, she's trying it just to get attention. For the scam. Mm. She knows, like, like, she knows it's not legit. She oh, does not okay. know. She okay, really okay. believes. Okay. The, the, the ultimate race hustle is that they believe that this stuff is legit. By the way, speaking of the difference between ah versus er, there was a teacher a couple of years ago who got busted. This is Louisville, Kentucky area, um, a high school there. The guy uses the, the N-word in class. They call him out. A new local news station interviews him. They, of course, send the black reporter, and we we have that interview. This is one of mine and Chris's favorite favorite clips ever, and we will post the link so you can hear the The uncensored uncensored version. Here it is. Why why is this word used so frequently? So I I just don't understand it, and I'm trying to understand it. I need help. Yes, I I use I I've, I've used it. I admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize it's ah that you know this please you know can you lend a pencil? What kind of example are you setting for your students if you use a word that you don't want them to use? Upon reflection, that that's not good. Dawson was suspended for 10 days without pay from January 9th to January 23rd, and he has to go to diversity training. He says that he's learned from this experience and well, hopes that others well, think twice before using I mean, the I'm N-word. Cured. I will never say any form of... Uh, you know, I'm cured of that. Paul Dawson says that he is sorry for the way things were handled, but Keyshawn says that he is not looking. I will never use any form of that word again. Starting now. Starting right now. He's been cured. I have cured. I will never say that word that I'm going to say right now again. Now. By the way, if you heard that piece of paper, is he has him written out with the er and the ah. He has N I G G R on one sheet, and yes. he holds it up for the camera, and then N I G G A on the other one, and goes, "See, they thought I said this. I did not say I this. I said ah, ah, not er, but he says the word. Yes. And the reporter is sitting there so uncomfortable, going, "He busted this out like <laughs> seventeen times." Ah, lend a ah pencil. What's up, my ah? Uh, he just goes on and yes. on. And that's only part of the report. No. Yes. Oh, it is wonderful. It's good. He, and he is so white. Yes. He is so he middle-aged, is. goofy white yes. guy. So we'll tweet a link to that or whatever. But there is a difference between the ah and the earth. They Some are. people think the ah is acceptable. Yes. What's up, my ah? Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yep. Larky Farkin, what I learned today, said uh, jokes about donut holes. It's the lowbrow comedy that I love about the Morning Blaze. Good, good, good. Because China, she's like, dog like holes and no bell. I just, uh, like, if you guys got something else out of, out of that. I don't understand. Donut holes, the center yes. of the donut, the little round the balls. The round ball. The, that are so yummy. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? They're, yeah, they're round cinnamon. balls of goodness. I mean, mm. who doesn't like those? I mean, they're not actually holes. The no. whole That's the, the hole joke. Is, yeah. It's actually a ball of donut. Yes. Yes. So. And that ball of donut came out of the donut, which they cut Right. Out. And now that's a hole. Yes. I don't know what your donut is. Mm. Whatever. Okay. Everything's a challenge. Yeah. Stinky. Hashtag what I learned today at Doc Thompson Show is outraged at outrage. <laughs> I am outraged at outrage. Why do you not find it outrageous? Uh, Harambe's cornhole. <laughs> Is it Harambe McHarambe faces cornhole? Uh, Harambe's cornhole saying what I learned today. When eating holes, it's okay to say, ah, but that's ah, it. Ah, that's right. That's it. That's right. Not er. No. Ah. <laughs> We've got to meet that teacher. We've got to. <laughs> he is so song and dancing to get out of trouble. I bet he's retired now because that was yeah, a few probably. years ago. That but, was... you know, yeah, I wanted to be at that meeting, him meeting with his rep, you know, because he, he had to meet with the union rep sure, before going sure. this. And he's like, I got this. No, no, but you said the N word. No, 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 no. I, no. I think I got, I got it. This. I was thinking about teacher. it last night. I got this. I got this. I'm just going to go say, big. Err. I, said, I said, ah, when he holds up the sign and the reporter has this face priceless of, look like, oh, my gosh, he's actually going to start teaching about this. Right. She, the only thing, he, he didn't have like an overhead projector, no. a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> but the look on her face is one of disbelief. She's trying to keep it straight, you yes. know, for the reporter. Yes. Yes. But you could see yes. the disbelief like, I can't believe he's holding up a sign with the N word in front of me. Yes. And now a different one with, ah, not er. And he's just said it like 16 times. And also annoyed. Oh, and by the way, this was uncensored when they aired it. And they gave a warning. They said, we've not censored this because, you know, and they give out the explanation. So I got to see this guy. He's like, I got this. And you know, the 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 rep is like, okay. And he's just okay. like, oh, wait a minute. This might work. He actually made it funny. And people were like, did he? He's just a goof. Just, What's up, my ah? Okay. Can you lend an ah pencil? <laughs> when he did that little rant, I was like, at that moment, that's when he won all the audience. Uh, something like that. Here's a, you have to go big. Yes. In fact, there's a general rule: if you can't fix it, feature, feature it. it. So if you're at work today and you know there is no way out of something, you cannot fix this. Feature it. You don't try to hide it. You don't yeah. walk in just kind of. I'm going to stick to myself. Hopefully, nobody notices. You feature. You go big. You go over the top. As big as you can go with it. That's the rule. And he went big. Oh. He said to the black reporter while defending himself against allegations that he used the N-word, the N-word. Yeah. He used it over, he used it a, a version of the N-word no less than 10 times that we counted, including written out. Yes. <laughs> Most people would go, 
Um, these allegations are untrue. I absolutely did not say the N-word. Uh, 14 students uh, claim that they all heard you say it. No, they no. they heard something they heard else. Something they else. must have yes. misunderstood. Yes. I said something absolutely different, right? You just, I would never say that, right? You just keep going never, never. And everyone's like, come on, 14 oh, kids. He said yeah, it. You know it. It. it was yeah. a black kid. He was talking. Yeah, he said it. He's like, yeah, but I, I said say it. that. I said, no. ah. I'm going to go over put, the top with it. I put an H on it, you know. Ah, <laughs> not uh. And by the way, did not get fired. Suspended. Just 10 days. That's it. Out. That's it. So, yeah, he's probably retired now, but we got we got we to gotta meet this guy. Now that I'm thinking he's a great guy, he's just a character. No, he's, he is a character. <coughs> he is a character. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative cell phone company in America that actually fights for your values. Now, conservative, uh, they have partnered with 15 conservative groups like Gun Owners of America, the NRA, mm. which is really important right now, the Heritage Foundation, great organization there, the Susan B. Anthony List, and more to promote conservative change. Patriot Mobile takes just a little bit of your bill when you pay it every month, and they donate some of those to organizations that you support. Some of those 15 that I just mentioned. Support conservative causes that you believe in by switching to Patriot Mobile today. They have their nationwide, super fast, reliable network. You can count on it and great customer service. And they're offering unlimited talk and text plans that start at just $20 a month. Come on, man. How that much is are you such paying? a great deal. At least a minimum of 100 bucks. Plus, you can save on iPhones. They start at just $4 a month. <laughs> At a great, this is such a great value. One size doesn't have to fit fit all. You mm-hmm. can pick the one that's right yeah. for you because they start at just four bucks a month. Yep. They also have great do- uh, deals on Android phones. If for some reason you think that's something you yeah, need, that's not something you need. <clears throat> but you Stick know, for the, the iPhones, for those people that are still stuck in that crazy Android yeah. universe, those racist. I'm sure it is racist yeah. somehow. Yes. We just haven't figured it out. Yes. Uh, what you should do is go to patreonmobile.com slash doc or call 800-APATRIOT and switch today. Hurry and join because the offer is valid while supplies last. It's special on iPhones and that. So make sure to mention the promo code doc because they'll also waive the activation fee. Bye-bye. It's 1-800-APATRIOT. That's 800-APATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash doc. Start making conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Else tweeting out what I learned today. Those little round balls of goodness are calorie free and loved by doc. But Chris thinks chocolate ones are too pink inside. Ah, donut ah, holes. Yeah, they're so good. You know the thing about those? Hmm. If you eat a couple of donuts, okay. two, three donuts, you're, you're counting it in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're going, wow, two, three donuts. That's a lot of calories. Mm-hmm. But you'll eat 40 times that amount in little bite-sized balls, right? Because mm-hmm. you just, boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. You just keep chucking them in your mouth. Boom, boom, boom. <gasps> you look down. By the way, that's one of the problems with people that eat uh, chips right out of the bag. Oh, if you're counting like you? calories or trying to, right. If you eat chips right out of the bag, you're there's done. no portion control. No, you can't finish because you want to finish the bag. Or or you just eat until you're full, which yeah. is not it. So you don't realize, wait, I just had 17 portions of 300 calories each. <laughs> okay, that's a problem. <laughs> it's, hold on, hold on. It's not a problem. That sounds like heaven right there. As we learned earlier, it is not a problem for about 10 minutes. Okay. And then it's a huge problem for the next 10 years. (laughs) Headline, Seth Rogen has apologized for the use of blackface on the set of his new movie, Good Boys. Really? That's a thing. You know what blackface is? Yes. Okay, so oh, don't watch, don't Aww. look it up yet. 
Don't look it up yet. <laughs> okay. Is that a problem? What are your thought? What are your thoughts on this? Here's the headline: Seth Rogen has apologized for the use of blackface on the set of his new movie. I don't Good think boys. it's a problem. Is that a problem? No. Why is it not a problem? Why is it? He apologized. Blackface is unacceptable in today's yeah, world. Yeah, why is he apologizing? He was playing a character. <clears throat> That's your opinion. Yes. Okay. But in today's world. Oh, yes. You, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's bad. And, and should he know better? Yes. Seth he Roy, should yes. know better a couple of reasons. Number one. He's in Hollywood. It, he, it, right. It is unacceptable. <laughs> yes. Blackface, unacceptable. Yeah. To level, to crazy levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, he's in Hollywood. Number three, Seth is a... Shouldn't he have already known that yes. without the world telling him it's wrong? Yes. Okay. That was the headline. Would you like the story now? Yes, I would like the story, please. <laughs> His movie's called Good Boys. TMZ published pictures from the set. Mm-hmm. The set, the pictures show an 11-year-old actor, Kevin L. Williams, okay. not Seth Rogen, okay. wearing makeup to darken his face. So it wasn't even Seth Rogen, but Seth is producing the movie. Oh, so this, the headline was making me think that Seth Rogen right. came out there with blackface. Right. So no, it was this 11-year-old, yes. but it's Seth's movie, so he's apologized. Mm. The 11-year-old Kevin L. Williams is black. Mm. What? So th- it wasn't blackface. No, it was. He's in blackface. No, he was probably just getting you He know, just makeup. calls it face. Yes. But <laughs> it's makeup. Yeah, he was in blackface. So now, black people on blackface is an issue. Yes, that's right. They're racist towards whom? And by the way, it just—it wasn't just Kevin L. Williams. And who else? It was also his stand-in, which is both of them are black, (laughs) and both of them were in blackface. (laughs) Now, traditionally, do you understand what blackface? Blackface wasn't wasn't just me darkening my complexion. No. If if today if I put on brown makeup to play somebody Hispanic, okay, people would go, "You're in blackface." That's what they would still call it. But blackface was during minstrel shows back in the day when very white people would use shoe polish, black, not even dark brown, black shoe polish to play a goofy step and fetch it type character, and it, it was you know targeting people based on their race. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> These are both black kids. Do you know why they were in blackface? Why? To match up their skin complexions. So they were just getting makeup on their face. They just had, but it was slightly darker makeup. Wow. When the stand-in came out in what they called blackface, which the rest of us just call makeup. <laughs> makeup. <laughs> uh, somebody filed a complaint. Somebody working on the set. Oh, my God. <clears throat> you got to be kidding me. By the way, um, most of us on TV, they use your skin tone yeah, or a slightly darker Dark. skin tone. That's like uh, Lawrence B. Jones, when he used to work here, said, I just got blackfaced. Because <coughs> when he went to makeup, they put dark makeup on his face to right. kind of match him. Right. It's it's roughly your skin tone, but it smooths it all yeah. out. That's what it is. And that's these kids, they were trying to match up their two the, complexions because yes. they needed a stand-in. So yes. it needs to be similar, and you're not going to have the exact skin tone as somebody else. But because of that... We had to apologize. And then Seth Rogen acts as the enabler to the outrage yes. because he issued the apology. Yep. Would you like to hear it? Please. I am intrigued. I should start by saying this shouldn't have happened. And I'm terribly sorry that it did. He's terribly sorry that it did, Chris. I won't give excuses for why it happened. 
I'll just say that as soon as I was made aware of it, I ensured we would put an end to it. And I give my word that on any projects my team and I are involved in, we will take every precaution to make sure something similar does not take place again. He's going he's gonna to take precautions because of the that... danger of blackface. He's going to make sure it doesn't happen. What does that mean? Well, you take precautions to make sure, you know, your kid doesn't run out in the road. Yes. To make sure your kid doesn't, uh, you know, take medicine that mm-hmm, they shouldn't get mm-hmm, or drink, mm-hmm. you know, Clorox or something that was yeah. under the sink. So he's going to take similar type precautions, okay. I would imagine. <clears throat> he said, I'm engaging in conversations to make sure I find the best way to do that. It's on me to be proactive. Reacting isn't enough. So you now have to be proactive to make sure black people do not end up in blackface. Or just use makeup. Here's what I'm suggesting. Okay. We've got, we cannot take any chances here, Chris. We had what should have seemed pretty simple. Two kids simply in makeup. Yeah. Exactly. Should have been simple, but that's, that's not good enough, no. Chris. That's a problem. Okay. Can we allow black people to still walk around black? So we're going to Michael Jackson them? Yes. But isn't that like blackwashing? Whitewashing, you mean? It's whitewashing. It's whitewashing that uh-huh. one? Okay. So you're washing. Yes. Shouldn't we do that? No, that's uh, worse. All that. Do you want somebody to misunderstand? They're walking down the street. Minding their own business. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> and stumbles across a black man. Ah! Somebody just walking towards her. Now, the black man's not a problem to her, oh, okay. except he's in blackface. He has makeup. I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of black women wear makeup. <gasps> just like white women and Hispanic women. So do we have a rampant use of blackface on black women just about any black woman who's putting foundation on her face they're blackfaced are in blackface where's the outrage i don't think this is enough that's what i'm saying number one we must ban all black makeup yes not just in the sets of movies with someone who do blackface overall overall even women you have no access to it and then anything else black that could be put on your face Back in the minstrel shows, they actually use shoe polish and stuff. Mm. That's got to go. Cannot use shoe polish anymore. Grease paint that they would use in movie mm. sets and that, no. gots to go. Yeah. I would say all black paint. Mm. And while we're at it, should we take chances with brown makeups no. and paints? No. No. So that's first. That All that has to go. Then number two, if you are black, you must start lightening your face immediately. Some sort of Bleach. lighter makeup. Bleach? Um, I don't know. It was some sort of dermal bleach. I don't know what they use that's official. I would yeah. just say we have to start this immediately because we do not want people to believe no. that you are in blackface yeah. to see this. You it's can dangerous. no longer be in blackface. No, no, no. Someone called Clinique <clears throat> and Mac and Unique. Get it done. Get it. They need to start. This is serious. This is serious. I mean, Seth Rogen, the great, the great mind of our time. Okay. The great intellectual of this generation, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, has said reacting isn't enough. We must be proactive and we must take every precaution. Everyone. You mean some precautions? No, everyone. What about things that are like really 
kind of loose and don't really mm. every precaution. We ban makeups, grease paint, anything that could be considered black whatsoever. In fact, any berries. Have you ever eaten blackberries and had them stain your, oh, your lip yeah, a little they do bit? Stain. No. Yeah. Blackberries got to go. Blueberries can stain. Gone. They do stain too. All of that has to be gone because Seth Rogen, the great intellectual mind of our time, has said, reacting isn't enough. We must be proactive and we must take every precaution necessary. Is that a Sharpie in your hand? It is a Sharpie. Do you have a Sharpie? I do. Do you realize that could be used to darken skin? Let me see. Does it darken the skin? Yes. Stop. Get a break. Go to break. Go. Go. The Morning Glaze. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. with the hashtag what I learned today. Stinky asking in all caps, very yeah, serious question serious. here. What the hell is Rachel Dolezal supposed to do? What is she supposed to do? That's different. She's black. She's a black woman in whiteface. She's already oh, gotten rid of. She was I understand it's washed. a little confusing, but you got to remember. She identifies as a black woman. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. not about skin color. Mm-hmm. It's not about culture. It's about how she feels inside. Now, the good news is she's already gotten rid of her blackface. And by that, I mean yeah, she she's did. never had a blackface. She's never had a blackface at all. These are the blacks we're looking for in America yeah. now. You cannot be in Shawn blackface. King. Yes, another great example. Perfect, perfect. Co- uh, Coopersville Jackhole. It's an epidemic of blackface on black crime. <laughs> Bruce, not Brucey, asking uh, balls of donuts. Is that Chris Christie? <laughs> he is one big ball of donuts. <laughs> no, M&M's. No, he's, he's a ball of donut. Look at him. He's very doughy. Sometimes, though, when he gets like one of those big bags of donut holes, he'll pour <laughs> it into a bigger bag of donut holes. <laughs> you fat ass, dude. He's such a fat ass. <laughs> him in the, uh, the lawn chair. Ugh. At the beach. But that, that is, is still... elitist right there. You talk about elitist status, that's elitist. Can you imagine him as president with that same attitude? Dude. 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 Uh, you got Rocket Robin saying, I wonder if Doc or Chris can confirm that the teacher in the clip at the beginning of the interview turned to his handler and said, hold my beer. Hold I my got beer. this. I got this. Don't worry. And by the way, that's the same... We played the same scenario. We said... He said that. He, he said... Did. Hold this. Hold it. I got this. this. Inside, he's like, I know. I I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. He he was not worried even when the first complaint was filed. There was one second where he was like, oh, crap. Oh, Oh, I got this. I got this. This is good. By the way, if if you suffer from Chris Christie and it's something you've carried around with you for a while. You don't want to carry Chris Christie. You do not want that. You you, used to carry Chris Christie. I have at times, yeah. And uh, you don't want that on you. That's that's not. I got good. a Chris Christie Jr. going on right Something now. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And you find yourself pouring large containers of 
of food into, into even larger, larger containers, containers of, food. of food. Yeah, try Riduzone. That's going to help you out here. <laughs> yeah, it's going to help you out quite a bit. You can, And the nice thing is, once you drop the pounds, you can look smugly at other people. Yes. You can sit in judgment. Much easier. And that, I mean, don't we all want that? Yes. You're addicted to outrage. This is going to help you. Yes. <clears throat> this is going to give you the ability to sit in judgment more easily of others. Because now you can look down upon them for being fat. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's the goal. Isn't it? It's not health-wise. No. It's just like, you're fat, fat I'm ass, not. Look at that. I'm not. <laughs> you That's need that right. second donut hole. And if you're like me, then you could also go, wait a minute, I'm allowed to say that because I used to be fat. Right? You've got to pass. It's like mm-hmm. Rachel Dolezal or, or Kevin L. Williams. I used to be black before I started lightening my face as an 11-year-old actor. <laughs> Sitting in judgment is a very powerful tool today. Riduzone. I'm not sure this is what they wanted in their commercial, but hey, what the hell. Go to RidUZone.com, R-I-D-U-Zone.com. It's actually a great product that'll help you lose weight and start being healthier because it gives you the sensation that you're fuller, so you're not constantly craving food the same way as you try to eat healthier or lose weight. It's RidUZone, but it also boosts your metabolism, mm. so you're burning more calories. Saw something the other day, mm-hmm. a, uh, a nutritionist who was talking... Uh, this is a story. I'm trying to think what it was focused. I think it was the healthiest foods or something. But they specifically said again, you have to you have to worry in the equation of losing weight. You cannot exercise yourself thin. L- stopping what you're eating right now, overeating, eating the wrong things, has to be part of the equation. In fact, it's the first thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. You can't. You're going to have an entire Chris Christie sized thing of donuts and then run for six miles. <laughs> yeah, good Sorry, luck. that's not going to matter. <laughs> You'd have to run like three marathons yes. to get burned that stuff off. And that's to maintain. Go to riduzone.com and try it today. Riduzone.com. Do you want me to step in in here? You got one? Uh, you should give me a finger. Uh, <laughs> I give you a finger. <laughs> Big Mike doing <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> Big my tweet that what I learned today. Darkening the screen. <laughs> Chris is out. He's out. He's <laughs> Because <laughs> on camera, I started reaching my hand over to see how much ended up on camera. We are on the Blaze TV, don't forget. And uh, don't forget uh, the news and why it matters is also on podcast as well. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out. So those are things you can check out. Okay. I'll take off my glasses so I don't see your hand. Mm -hmm. Big Mike tweeting out what I learned today. Darkening the skin tone of a Hollywood kid equals liberal outrage. Yes. Darkening the skin of George Zimmerman, Mark Shot, equals liberal silence. Oh, that's right. Remember that? God, they did that. They darkened his skin for the Mark Shot. Holy shnikes, you're right. Okay. Talk about see that's yep. an important tweet and you, you 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 almost did not let me read it. I let you read it. You had like several minutes. You thought I was chuckle button around was more fun. Farm Tech Steve tweeting. So at Doc Thompson show is calling for the end of blackface. Do you really want a world filled with people who look like Michael Jackson? But Michael Jackson took it too far. 
He was. He took it too far. He'd fit right in, in today's world. You cannot do that. <laughs> he looked like you cannot walk to... around in blackface. We've learned that today. Oh, so okay. that's that's solid stuff for you there. All right. You got anything else? Uh, Zach saying you broke Chris Cruz. Stop with the. <laughs> what, are what are you talking about? Christopher saying duck is my what? I <laughs> said what? It's my ah, <laughs> Doc Thompson. <laughs> I'm a cracker, <laughs> not a cracker. I can't say that. That's uh, DMX. Oh DMX. There's a picture of Chris Christie eating. There donuts. is. Did you see that? Is that on Late Show? Oh, I'm going to retweet it. Thanks, Stephen English. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. By the way, speaking of Michael Jackson, plastic surgeons say that they've noticed a trend of Snapchat dysmorphia. Did you see that? This is such an amazing story. It's it's not going to shock you now. Oh no, 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 no! But no, no, it's still no. interesting. According to research uh, from Boston University, people have been asking doctors to make them more uh, to look more like. Their Snapchat or Facebook, any any uh, picture, uh, social media or app that offers a filter, yeah, whatever those filters are, yeah, because there's all kinds of different filters. Yeah, there's you can a put dog filter. It. There's you know, um, kind of makes you without any blemishes, lines, stuff yeah. like that. So they got those, but even just the basic uh, picture editing on your phone, where you can brighten, lighten, do yeah, all this stuff, go black and white. So people want to look like those. So we've gotten a dysmorphia now. Body dysmorphia used to be. Um, where I think I'm too fat, so yes. I keep starving myself. And one of the things they'll do, doctors, especially with young girls, but there's some boys too, they'll say, draw a picture somebody with anorexia. They're, you know, they're, they're five foot ten and they weigh 92 pounds. Yeah. They look like a skeleton. Yeah. And they're like, draw a picture of yourself. And they draw a blob. They, they actually see they themselves see fat like that. It's unbelievable. Right. So they're seeing that same level of dysmorphia. People are seeing the worst and want this so bad that they keep going to doctors saying, I want you to make me look like a Snapchat version of myself. 55% of surgeons surveyed reported patients uh, asking them for surgery so they could look like their selfies, which is a 13% increase from the year before. And they wow. say since it's, of course, often unobtainable, the people look like, you know, to look like their selfies, the apps are, quote, blurring the line of reality and fantasy. A professor of dermatology said, sometimes I have patients who say, I want every single spot gone and I want it gone by this week or I want it gone tomorrow. She said, because that's what they look like, you know, through the filters. She said, that's not realistic. I can't do that. Body, yeah, body dysmorphia, they say, can be treated with therapy and medication. About a fourth of the people with the disorder have attempted suicide. Wow. And many have experienced suicidal thoughts that, of course, never go Makes through sense. with it. Makes Serious sense. Serious suicidal thoughts. So 25% of people with this want to kill themselves or try to kill themselves. How many of these stories go back to mental health? Yep. 
I don't know what the overall cause is. We know some of the factors. That's the challenge. You, if we could come up with a solution, some real, real effective things to deal with mental health in America, even on a smaller scale, you're going to see lots of this stuff go away. That's what you're talking about, the over-emotional state of people like Rosie O'Donnell. It's the mental health challenges. That is our overall blanket challenge. The entrepreneurial spirit is to dream and to do. We are Building America. Hi, Don Morton joining us now. How are you, Don? Good morning, guys. Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing real well, sir. Don is from, is it Shrub District? That's right. Yeah, that's the name of our company. Uh, we make cocktail ingredients. You make what? Cocktail ingredients. Ooh. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and they're going to send us a little bit more products so we could do it. Okay, test. tell me about the yes. ingredients. Tell me about the, your line. Tell me what you offer. This sounds interesting. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, the, the, the modern bar is broken into two sides. There's the bitter side, and then there's the sour side. So, you know, the sour side, we're thinking margaritas, daiquiris, gimlets, mojitos, that kind of thing. Um, so we make a line called Shrub, which is a vinegar-based fruit syrup. And this is a strategy that's been around for a thousand years as a way to preserve fruit at the end of harvest. We're bringing it back as a way to make great classic sour cocktails at home with all natural ingredients made right here in the U.S. Oh, that sounds awesome. Now, when did you guys start? Uh, I launched the company beginning of 2016. So we're, we're in the heart of our third year, and uh, we've built a nice little uh, customer base from uh, you know, bars from New Orleans to New York, and then we ship all over the country and um, you know, really just uh, trying to make great products for, for folks to enjoy. So how did you get the idea? Did you have a background in anything like this? Well, so I, I worked 10 years in public policy, but uh, here in, in Washington, D.C., you know, I, I think a lot of folks come uh, to, to our town to try to make the world a better place in a variety of different ways. You know, I found that I was having a hard time moving that needle. So, uh, you know, I looked at the, my, my passion, which is the beverage space, cocktails, um, wine and spirits, as a way to, you know, sort of think globally, act locally, if you will, uh, yeah. and really create real jobs. Um, so I've got a couple guys working for me, doing production, making real things, creating value. Um, you know, I sort of took my, uh, my, my passion for great drinks and hosting and all that stuff. I'd been making these products for my home bar, working at bars uh, here in D.C. as a bartender, doing some stuff in-house, you know, and at the end of the day, I wanted to make this kind of product available um, commercially for bars all over the country so that we can elevate, uh, you know, the craft cocktail scene, get people drinking more American-made spirits, um, and really, like, educate people on in the cocktail space so they can make great drinks at home as well. Well, and if you're living in and around D.C. for any length of time, you have quite a bit of experience in, uh, in drinking. You have <laughs> that's quite a bit sure. around alcohol. I mean, that's, that's common. The, uh, the happy hour culture is, uh, is very <laughs> potent here, um, you know, but I, I think what's cool about, uh, you know, the, the beverage world is a lot, you know, we drink together, right? I mean, we have this great tradition in America of gathering yes. around the punch bowl or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, getting together at the Continental Congress and, you know, racking up a big bar bill uh, in order to, you know, come together as, as uh, people 
have a good time. And so that's what, what we want to sort of focus on is like, let's gather in backyards across America. Let's make, you know, cocktails as approachable as wine and beer. Let's, you know, uh, sort of create that atmosphere. for. Yeah, you're, you're right. There, there are a couple of main gathering places for people to discuss politics and ideas back in, you know, hundreds of years ago. And that was churches and pubs. Those that's were your right. two main gathering places. You know, in, uh, what, what do they say? In, in wine, there's truth. <laughs> yep, yep. No, you're right. Uh, in fact, um, I've told the story. If you go to um, uh, Hanover County, Virginia, which is right outside of Richmond, south of where you are, uh, Patrick Henry lived above uh, the Hanover Tavern. He, 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 I think he married the innkeeper's daughter, lived up there. And when he would, you know, all the different people from the area would come to the courthouse, which was right across the street, they would all go over to the pub and drink and they'd come up with all these, you know, different ideas and debate stuff. So it's a great history. You're right. Exactly. So now what we get to do is we get to take fresh fruit from area farms, uh, from American uh, growers all over the country, uh, turn them into shelf-stable products that can be featured in bar programs you know, across the country or in your backyard punches. So let's talk a little bit more about you. So you get the, how'd you come up with the idea, first of all? What, was, what made you come up with the idea? You know, so so back in the sort of the early 2000s, uh, the, the, the cocktail renaissance was just happening. A lot yep. of it was sort of online. You know, folks were sharing revived recipes. I got really into that stuff, and there were a number of products that – uh, that these old bar books talk about uh, that you couldn't find commercially. Uh, Shrub is one of them. Others included at the time, you know, uh, orange bitters and uh, grenad- real grenadine and, and some nice tonics and some cool liqueurs. A lot of that stuff has been, you know, uh, sort of revived and gotten back onto the market, which is fantastic. We wanted to play our small part in that and bringing Shrub back at a commercial level. Um, I had been trying some other commercial products. You know, I'm always the guy who's like, oh, this new thing is out there. I want to try it. I want to support it, support the small guys. Uh, but I've never been happy with the products on the market. So I was like, you know, whatever, I'm going to do it myself. Um, and we have a great little following. We have a very fruit forward approach to shrub. Um, some other companies are very focused on the vinegar side. What I, what I love about the product is, you know, I can, we can make our blueberry basil shrub and it's like capturing fruit in a bottle so that when we make cocktails we can inject that real fruit liquid rather than you know getting a bunch of muddled blueberries in your teeth or stuck in your straw <laughs> it's an awesome idea so how difficult is it to uh, put together a business i mean you got to oh, come up with all the products right first it's really hard i mean to be honest product development is the easy part it's the fun part it's like oh let's do a peach tarragon shrub or let's do an apple <laughs> nutmeg shrub because we met this guy at the farmer's market and he's got all these great beautiful apples that's the easy part the hard part is navigating you know making sure your product products are safe for consumption, um, making sure that the science is right, uh, you know, particularly in the food space, n- navigating the, the local and um, federal regulatory environment, um, financing, you know, all the things of business are, are what's hard. And, you know, we have a cool little community here in what we kind of call the real DC, you know, a bunch of uh, young food producers coming up. We're, we're in sort of our third wave um, of new food companies and the ecosystem has really like supported that um, giving folks access to shared production spaces and things like that. Mm. Um, It's been a really cool ride over the last five or so years watching these companies uh, like mine grow. Um, 
But that's been hugely important for us because we get to talk to other companies, other entrepreneurs and be like, hey, you know, I'm dealing with this issue. Can you help me? And everybody's super supportive. How do you, I mean, how do you stay energized on something like this? Like, I can understand you're right. You're creating the products that's exciting and you're trying. So there's elements of this, you know, that is exciting and is going to keep driving you. And you, you know, if you got something good, you're like, hey, we know this product's good. I know this company is viable. It's just going to take time and money. How do you stay in there? I mean, how do you go and keep pitching it to people on those bad days and stuff? Uh, it's, I mean, it's tough, you know, when you, when you have setbacks and you sort of face a couple setbacks in a row, it can be really demoralizing. I think the most important thing for me is family and family support. Um, my wife is a saint and she's our biggest supporter, uh, of the company and she really believes in me. So, so she drinks able- a lot, you're saying, right? <laughs> well, not right now. Supporters. We're, we're expecting our first. Oh, okay. so, uh, there's not a lot of drinking okay, in the Morton okay. household, but, uh, but, uh, which makes shrub actually really nice because it's non-alcoholic, so we can make her a little mocktail and, you know, I'll add a little gin to mine, what have you. Um, But I think family is really important and, you know, relying on, you know, your your people, if you will. Mm. Um, I think the other thing for me is connecting with customers. We do a lot of farmer's markets. We do a lot of events where we get to engage with our customers, you know, and social media has been really helpful for this too. You know, people will post uh, cocktails they've made with our products and stuff. And and, you know, in a world where so much is negative, a lot of the feedback we get from our customers is so positive. And being able to focus on that is what, what drives me to the next day. So you've managed to come up with something that is unique. I mean, you've got, you've got something kind of special here, too. You know, some people um, say, I'm, I'm going to do something that's already been done, you know, a burger. I'll open a burger stand or something. But they're going to be, you know, kind of unique or I'm going to do them better. And that's fine. That's successful. But you really do have kind of unique product here. And then number two, you have something that is local or let me um, crafted. It's more yep. of a craft product, which is awesome, too. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's funny because I was, I was saying to my wife last night, you know, uh, in some ways I wish we were making wine because there's so many other people making wine. And now uh, if you have an issue, whatever, you, you just call uh, the winemaker down the road and you say, hey, you know, what's uh. up? But it's, you know, there aren't that many shrub producers. Uh, and it's a, it's a new market. It's really cool. Um, I love being on the cutting edge of not just sort of the bar space, but food production. But we're also anchored in history, you know, reviving this, this age-old strategy. I mean, people have been drinking vinegar for a thousand years since mm-hmm. the Roman soldiers got rationed, rationed vinegar. Um, you know, vinegar is the end of the fermentation process. So it's, it's what's left over. If we can turn, uh, you know, trash into treasure, if you will, uh, then I think we're doing, we're doing the right thing. I didn't realize it was the, um, like you said, the a byproduct during the fermentation process. I didn't know that. Yeah. So wine, cider, any alcoholic beverage, um, if left to, you know, sort of in, in open conditions, um, it oh, will attract, I see what you're saying, right. Yeah, okay. it'll attract bacteria. So anyways, we, we've always had the surplus of vinegar, um, you know, whether it's apple cider vinegar, that's, you know, uh, uh sort of in its most stable state. I see so how do, okay. how do we use that stuff? You know, I think it's really important to, to, to look at, 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 uh, making sure we're not wasting. So yours are, are cocktail vinegars. Do you have any that you're marketing that are more targeted as just traditional vinegars for other cooking or is yours 
targeted just for, for drinks? You know, we're primarily a bar company. It's, it's my passion. You know, I like to make products for the bar and I, mm-hmm. you know, I like to engage with bartenders and um, there are folks, obviously our, our, our uh, fruit vinegars make fantastic vinaigrette bases. Uh, they make yeah, really nice marinades. Um, we've got a guy who's using our pineapple allspice to uh, soak his uh, pulled pork in, which is fantastic. Um, we've done uh, cranberry vi- uh, juniper vinaigrettes, um, which are, are really nice. We do that, that flavor in the, uh, the winter when cranberries are available. So, so many applications. You know, obviously, one of the cool things about our product is, uh, and, and the bar scene generally, is we give it to people, and then what they create is what's, nice. what nice. we celebrate, you know. Nice. It's uh, shrubdistrict.com. That's right, and you can uh, find us on uh, social media at Shrub District. Well, Don, I just have a question. What if someone is planning an event in, like, early fall, the beginning of autumn, uh, and they oh, would like to... Oh, you're such a dirtbag. Your wedding, you're going to hit him up for something for the wedding? No, I'm not going to hit him up for the wedding. What would be a good cocktail mix to have oh, at this event son. at the first day of oh, autumn man. and like a wedding kind of event. So here's what I love to do is yes. we like to make his and hers punches at weddings. Mm. So we'll use, for instance, for you, we would use our apple nutmeg shrub, do mm. it with a little bourbon, maybe some uh, uh, coconut water uh, and, you know, to give it some, some body. Um, and then for her, we would use our blueberry basil shrub because we're just coming out of summer. We would pair it with some sparkling wine and, you know, maybe some vermouth as a nice big punch. And then we'd serve that to guests as they arrive because everybody knows the most important thing at a party is get a drink in somebody's hand as soon as they get there. <laughs> yes, get them as butter up as you can. That's You're right. Absolutely. And you can buy 750 milliliter bottles on our website at shrubdistrict.com. There yeah, you go. It is. All right, shrubdistrict.com. Don, awesome stuff. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate the time, and thanks for having me, and, and thanks for drawing attention to entrepreneurs around the, around the country. Absolutely, oh, buddy. We love it. Shrubdistrict.com. Really cool stuff. I like I to. He, but the reason I focused on that and said, you've got kind of a unique product here, yeah, which you do. he does, yeah. that is also craft, Yes. Um, but yet can sell nationally mm-hmm. because of whatever. He's, he's kind of found um, the perfect the little spot. world in there. That's yeah. difficult to do. Now, you could be successful without yeah. it, but he's right there. His is something that if he stays at it... Um, he could be gargantuan. Oh, yeah. You'll see it probably at a local store. Right. It could be one of these products that become um, like um, like Sriracha or yeah. something down the road where you just know. that's. And I like better. how he's like, yeah, we could go down the road with some pulled pork, but my passion is bars. Yeah. And dude, is that, is that the reason he's on? What? He's donating some of the vinegars or something? Oh, I don't know. Is that? Um, such a scam just, artist with the stuff. Just wait to the wedding. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, by the way, did, did it work last night? Yes, did you it talk did. To her? Yes, Doc Thompson, you'll be performing the national anthem <laughs> before the wedding. Okay, we got to talk about that tomorrow. Save the story. Save the story. <laughs> I forgot to get to it today. I'm going to put it on the list. Yeah, for put tomorrow. it on the list. Hey, did you contact the folks at uh, Ministalgia yet? Yes, I did. Oh, you're such a disrespect. <laughs> They'll be providing <laughs> rice, some rice for uh, the he's wedding. Got whipped jelly, uh, whipped, uh, uh, the honey, honeys, whipped honeys, whipped honeys. Yes. I know you love that for desserts. Oh my gosh! Chris <laughs> is going to have um, cream cheese with pepper jam yes. on it for the appetizers. You gave me the idea. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> on each table, I'm going to have a uh, pepper jams. By the way, with if, cream cheese on top. If you're an advertiser and Chris has not contacted you yet, he will be. I wouldn't take any calls <laughs> or answer any emails from Chris. Minostalgia <laughs> is awesome. They've been around for almost 30 years now, and it starts with that wild rice from the Northwoods of Minnesota. It's the only native grain in North America, and it's although it's a grain, it's more of a seed. What that means is it's even healthier for you. It's more aligned or akin to like a quinoa or something with the quality. 
because you don't get all of the carbs and it's more of a protein. It's almost a complete protein. It's naturally gluten-free. This stuff is healthy and it's fantastic. And they've managed to make it into a bunch of different things. You've got the wild rice flour. So you get those same benefits while cooking things that aren't traditionally rice it's not just rice pudding you can actually make breads and stuff out of it and they have the waffle mixes which is uber healthy these things are so they need to come back and make us waffles yes they do uh chocolate waffles they Mm. have the soup mixes they have the jams and the jellies all of that stuff so if you've been wanting to try it try a sampler pack it's one of the best ways for you to get an idea of what they do and they'll give you 10% off if you use the promo code TRY10, T-R-Y-1-0, when you try the sampler packs. Mm. And that's the best way. If you never shopped that Blaze Wild Rice, try the sample pack because you're like, oh, I don't know about this. But once you try the sample pack, you're like, okay, I'm going to get a little bit more of this. The seasoning. Mm. Yeah, I still have, there's a couple things I haven't tried, like the, the seasoning, seasoning still. I just haven't done it yet. It's great. Um, everything else I like, it's just to varying degrees. Some yep. of the stuff I love. The wild rice, love. It is a staple for me and my family. It's blazewildrice.com. Blazewildrice.com. Try the sampler packs with the promo code TRY10. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned that blackface is running rampant in the black community. Yes. We and we it. must nip it, nip it, nip it. Not Nipsey it, like no, Nipsey no, no, Ruffs, no, Russell. No. He's it. in blackface, and yes. that's the problem. Nip it, nip it, nip it, nip it. We learned Chris Cuomo is one of the sanest at CNN. Who would have thunk it? We learned math is racist. Very racist. And finally, we learned my promise. I, Doc Thompson, will never ever again use the word cracka starting now starting now <laughs> i will never use the word cracka you learn your lesson i learned my lesson okay, i will good, never use cracka good 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 starting now okay chris cruz what if anything did you learn today well our founding fathers are so happy today doc thompson because they have rosie right there being the moral compass of america, of america. she she is our moral compass yes. nothing says sexy than a girl with a permanent tiara on her head <laughs> and looks like i have a new password doc socks balls uh one two three four. Oh yes you Doc have balls, one two three four yeah you have to Get have the numbers. whole thing in there yeah, yeah. chris cruz what if anything did the listeners learn today oh you got cows crabs grass saying a finger low probability high impact Oh, dear. It was a low probability, and it yes. did have a high impact, so we very, had to take it seriously. High. Florida man saying, can someone who have access to the Blaze TV give us a screenshot of Chris Cruz losing it at the 830 mark? He was down. He was down. You're going to need out. the actual video. Yeah, someone grab yeah, that. Someone grab the whole video. Hey, and if you tweet it at us later, I'll retweet it. Yes. Uh, the Jacko Pokemon saying, Rosie O'Donnell is Alex Jones in drag. Think about it. Has anyone oh. ever seen them together? Oh, Snap. Oh. And where's Michael Moore? Oh. oh. Mind blown. Yes. Ah. Donna tweeting out solution number two white face for all. White face for all. This is what we're about solving problems, common ground, figuring out ways to make it better, Chris. Yep. Scrappy Nerf Herder saying, Doc asked Chris which hole he likes and chokes on a pancake. And I choke on a pancake. Thank you, boys. That's right. Yep. 
And what should McCall is saying? I have a feeling that I should have turned uh, the TV sooner and heard a tail end of <laughs> uh and ah. Uh, ah. I feel incomplete now. Just listen to the podcast. You, you can always go back and check it out. Yep. It's always there for and you. And finally, nice, yeah. Farm Tech Steve saying, Rosie's so triggered, she's about to start protesting in full William Wellens Paint. William, William Wallace. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, I didn't get to the new numbers on procrastination. No, you did it. Chris lost it and it just threw everything <laughs> really? off. We'll do it tomorrow. What else do we have coming up? Check tomorrow? Patrick, and I'll be doing a magic trick. Okay, that's a little scary. What does Glenn have coming up? Uh, Dinesh D'Souza in studio. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah. His new movie, the clip blew me oh, away yesterday. Really? Yeah. Uh, what is Glenn wearing today? 1935 Chicago Cl- uh, Cubs uniform. Interesting. Remember the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six up for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve. Sorry, Cameron, we didn't mean to offend you. Anya, there you go. Actually, wow. yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze. Weird. On the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.